Good evening. Welcome to the Computer Game Show. My name's Sean Ballam, joined by Matthew Murray. Hello. And James Farley. Hello. Dave's poorly. Um, I mean, he's. I mean, apparently he's been he's been well enough to actually do his actual job today. He's been working, but the podcast not important enough. But um, have you heard so- his voice? This week. His voice is very funny. He sent us. Has, has he put that publicly anywhere? I don't think yes, so. I mean, I no. liked it because he just sounds really emotional, and this is why I was hoping he'd still be on the show because then he'd be like arguing stuff and just sounding really emotional. <laughs> so it's great. Yeah, he, uh, bless him. He sounds like his voice is breaking. Yeah, um, and it is quite funny. Yeah, you're, um, you're totally right. It would have been like yeah, and <laughs> it would have been good, but uh, unfortunately, <laughs> maybe that, that should be a thing. Yeah, I can't yeah. believe you said that. Maybe that should be a thing from now on. Just whenever Dave starts getting a bit, a bit Dave, it's like you have to inhale some helium every time you start getting serious, and then that just, just discredits him. That would be um, good. This is going to be a very wonky month for the show, isn't it? Because so Dave's off this week. I'm off for the next two weeks, and also James is off next week. Yes. Is that right? Yes, yes right. indeed. Yeah, a bit all over the place, but we've uh, you know got some got some got some people lined up, and we've got some other guests. Hopefully lined up in November yeah, as well, which we're very excited for. So, yeah, a little bit wonky, but it's, it's going to be an entertaining few weeks, I think. Yeah, man. Um, and it's just as well, because we've got a load of Patreon producers we need to thank. Um, we've got... Okay, we've had a slight name change here, and we're going to discuss the legalities of it in a minute. Um, we've got Aaron Patrick, the QuickBooks chap, Simon Nelson, Tom S, Jack Oven, Moomin Biscuit, Dave Ernsberger, Colin Brown, Gasman, Gabby Pereira, Graham Mackay, Rocketman76, Rex Reese, Happy Birthday Sam Love from Neil, aka Bitch in Sync, Dra- Grey Dragon Claw, and a new one, Fred Fenge. Fred Fenge. It is Fenge. Is it Fenge? F- Feng or Fenge? I'm gonna You're going to have to Fenge. let us know, Fred. going to have to let us know. I'm going with Fenge. Welcome, Fred. Right, Aaron Patrick. Are we allowing this? <laughs> I mean, we've had. I mean, we've got an example down the line of you know, Neil A.K. Bitch in Sync changing the name. Um, but that's just a nice gift. That's not. That's not plugging a business. Do you know what I mean? Aaron Patrick. I suppose is a the more we talk about it, the more exposure person. we're giving. Is we're it, giving to Aaron. Is is it plugging a business though, or is he just really likes QuickBooks? You know. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's just yeah, just well into QuickBooks. It's quite good, and I don't want to say that because then that makes it sound like I'm advertising <laughs> it. But yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, well, have you used QuickBooks? I have done, yeah. I've used it before, yeah. Oh my god. Okay, okay. Now this does sound like an app. Yeah, this is this is this is dangerous. But you know, it's uh, I mean, it's uh, so easy to use. Is the thing. Okay, um, let's let's it? move on. This, this <laughs> is not. <laughs> is he giving you the lines? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we'll allow it for this month. I mean, Aaron's one of our, well, he is our longest, uh, pay, you know, longest serving uh, Patreon producer, so fair dues. Um, but does that mean Matt, he can break the rules or make the rules, Sure. I think it means he can set, yeah, I think it means he can set the rules, to be honest. No, because what next week, everyone is going to change it. Simon Nelson, <laughs> Nike trainers. Tom well, they can't S, change until next Apple month. Apple products. You know, what's going to happen? Maybe this is this is how we incentivize people to keep keep the subscription going. It's like, well, you set a new funny name every month. <laughs> what if Alan Patrick starts paying people? So it's like Alan Patrick, the QuickBooks chap, Simon Nelson. Oh, we, do, yeah, the we just have to read chap. that out like four times. Thomas, yeah, yeah, yeah. the QuickBooks <laughs> chap. <laughs> no ideas, Aaron. That'd be that'd be silly. I think we'll, we'll just we'll just stick with it's okay for now. 
Uh, Matt, have we got any feedback on the last episode, please? Uh, yes, uh, Brad from Iowa. Just wanted to give Matt and Mario Party advice he so desperately wants to hear. As a person who's played a lot of Mario Party in my life, I think the N64 and GameCube games were when the series was in its prime. All the game boards were well designed with a bunch of winding paths you could take and the mini games were frantic and fun. I think the recent games on the Wii, Wii U and Switch have meddled with the formula too much and each game only has one or two traditional game boards and then a bunch of weird gimmicky ones where you go in one direction and you don't get to explore a board. The upcoming game is a best of mix of all the N64 games so all five of the maps will be in the classic board game style. I personally feel like Mario Party Superstars is the Mario Party game I've been waiting for. Kind of like the recent Tony Hawk remake or the upcoming Super Monkey Ball collection, I'm just glad they're going back to the old stuff I liked instead of continuing to make mediocre new ones that don't do anything for me. That said, I'm still going to wait for reviews because I really don't have the faith in Nintendo's ports and remakes that I once did. Appreciate y'all. All right. Well, I, I thank you, Brad. Yeah, I mean, that, that that was what I wanted to hear, not just, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, it's it, like, yeah, it's interesting the point you make about, like, the, the Tony Hawk remakes. It's a weird pitch, isn't it? Like, oh, yeah, you know how this series went shit? Well, we're just remaking the good bits from 20 years ago. <laughs> it just, I don't know, it just seems odd. Yeah, but I mean, and, and, and that's why that was that remake was just so well done because not only did they yeah. remake the ones we you know truly loved, but they did it in a way that it worked so well. It felt it felt like the old ones had a, a soundtrack which was modern, but had the feel of mm. the old ones. Like it's just such a fantastic remake in that regard. Like, I mean, a little bit like um, what they do with Resident Evil Two. You know, that felt or, yeah. or you know, it felt very much like Resident Evil Two, but with modern with modern improvements and uh, mm. that's absolutely a sign of a great remake um see i'd like to know if the n64 and gamecube ones have the same sort of like just completely unfair like mechanics that the switch version <laughs> switch version has oh, so had you not played these back in the day james i assumed no, I, I never played okay. them um yeah they just never really particularly sort of interested me um maybe because at that time i didn't have like kids and it was you know it wasn't yeah i just didn't look so fair enough so uh, james i'm here to tell you having never played them that aren't the answer is yes absolutely i've seen enough of the giant bomb uh <laughs> games where they all work dan riker would often like force everyone to play and yeah it, it would all have they would all have the some for some reason everyone would lose or someone would lose and yeah i feel like that that's probably seems like a key part of the game <laughs> It's the worst <laughs> thing with the Switch one because, like, whenever we play, I mean, I've said it on here before, but it's like with the kids, it's like countdown to tears because it's like every time at the end of the game, they like, you know, they, they, uh, what's it called? They add up all the stars you've got and then they just add new ones to people seemingly completely randomly. So you can have been <laughs> playing very well for like the entire thing and then you just lose because somebody's got stars for something they've just made up. It's insane. It's, it's not very good. Yeah. That's, that's one of those. LED isn't the best with losing uh, uh, games. Um, mm. I mean, we have tried to, you know, ingrain it into it. Like, you, you, you won't win every game, um, but it's still, you know, she's not not a fan of it. That's at all right. All. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So if that does this I, to her, um, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not a great thing to play. But I, I still want to give it a go. <laughs> well, Isaac just insists that he has won everything, regardless mm. of the actual outcome, which is equally irritating, to be honest. But whatever. Um, no, there was a game on, it was one of the few uh, PS4 games that used the, you know, you could use your phone as the controller. Oh, yeah. And it was like a quiz game. I can't remember what it was called. It was all right. It was, it was pretty good. It was I remember buzz, I played it around it? my 
What's what, what, sorry? It wasn't Buzz or the remake of Buzz. No, it was something else. Was that um, part of their new thing that they did recently? Where it was like, it was called, I can't remember what it was called. Phones. Like this something or other. I, yeah. Can't remember. This is a few years back. Okay. Um, but yeah, I played it with my brothers. And I remember like, basically I was in the lead for the entire thing. And then just the final round was worth like five times as many points as any of the previous ones. <laughs> and then like whoever was in last sort of, like fluked an answer and won and then that was it they just leapfrogged over everyone else and it's like okay i understand why that's sort of fun from like a so you you know you're not getting halfway through a game thinking well i'm in last place so what's the fucking point but also a bit annoying if you're winning and then you're not anymore <laughs> it's like the blue shell isn't it it's like the blue well, shell like, yeah, yeah. sean what's the game called that's you Oh, it might have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cause that actually was the one where everyone uses the phones and... Yeah, yeah. You know. It was good. It was good. Just a bit a bit sore about losing one time several years ago. It's a weird thing to bring <laughs> up, actually, now that I think about it. you don't remember it, and in a way, you're not bothered, so... Yeah, it's not, it's not a big deal. Fine. No, no way. Uh, <laughs> going to go on to Neil, a.k.a. Happy Birthday, Sal. I'm not reading the whole name, Neil, but you... No. You get that idea. <clears throat> it's not necessary. Hi, TCGS Co. After my vacuum caught fire doing... The ho- the housework. I thought I trimmed myself to Dyson and a four nails. Hang on, if I have I been, if we we haven't read this before, have we? No, this feels no, like something no, I've read before, new. but I guess not. And then after a vacuum almost caught fire, and while doing the housework, I thought I trimmed myself to Dyson and four nails subscription. Now you've been reading a rather glorious shout out to my brother Sam, which has been very well appreciated over the past month. Over the past month, the thing is, that his birthday is actually the fifth of October. So it looks like you'll be reading a full nail shout out again for the next month. Sorry about that. <laughs> I told my brother Sam of this amazing gift and he replied saying he doesn't listen to the show weekly anymore. <laughs> but, uh, but he does save a few dozen episodes and binges them all so we will get the message eventually. I won't be sharing any of the Patreon content with him. Um, regardless, dozen. we've both been long-term listeners and first got introduced to Dave during one of the epic Game of Dork Xmas shows and I've been following with you through the years from the joy Pocket magnetic egg days i even got call, i even got a call in uh when you guys were on play radio what a time that was all of you make the perfect team and when i listen i think of you as friends i think thank you for providing amazing content and laughs which have gotten me through the years if possible make the christmas show even longer and allow capone to edit a show so his brother doesn't actually listen i reckon his brother doesn't actually listen to the show anymore i reckon i reckon he's been polite and he's been like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, no, I don't really listen to it every week. Uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think I mean, he's been designed. Also, <laughs> he knew surely when his brother's birthday was. He just thought, oh, I'll yeah, just subscribe in September. Yeah. And then. I mean, uh, we can't complain. Yeah, no, don't, no, don't, no, we profited from this mistake. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much, Neil. And, you know, I mean, what are we on? Oh, this is the fourth today when we're recording this. So you still won't hear this on your actual birthday, Sam, but. Happy birthday if you listen happy to this birthday, in two Sam, months' time. Finally. Yeah. Finally have a yeah. birthday. Imagine binging like a dozen episodes of this in one go. Drive you mental. It yeah, would. I, I I could not be doing that. That's that no. I mean sometimes one episode is enough. I, I can't imagine but too much. Actually, here's a quick do you guys listen to this like what we've recorded every week? Like I know you do, Matt, obviously, because when you do editing and stuff, but do we do you listen do you both like listen to it the whole thing? Mm, it it depends. Um, if I'm editing, I will try to like if I'm like if I'm working from home, which I usually am. Um, I'll just yeah, sort of put the edit together and then just sort of leave it playing as I'm working. Um, I think Matt, you do the same, don't you? Uh, no, um, I don't. I okay. am 100 percent focused on my work all hours of the day. Sorry, yes, during work Sorry, hours. Yeah, yeah, and no, then I do it after work, Sean. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, but then sometimes if I've got like sometimes I have to do like site visits and stuff, so that sort of scuppers it. But then I, yeah, some weeks I will try and just listen to it. I don't know. There's something nice about you know like how Peter Molyneux goes out and buys every game he works on in a shop. Do you know that? Oh, wait, he buys one copy of every game. Yeah, yeah. Every time he, every time a, a game he worked on gets released, he, he goes to a shop to buy it. I mean, he hasn't released anything Not for, for a while. while yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. There's something about that, like you know, sort of receiving it in the same way that everyone else does. Like, obviously, once it's edited, I could just download it from the Dropbox and listen to it that way. But mm-hmm. there's something quite nice about it appearing in, you know, Pocket Casts and then just sort of listening to it normally as if it was someone else's show. Is that weird? Um, no, hmm. I, that's quite nice actually. I um, so I felt weird as I start, as I was saying it. I and just <laughs> listen to it if I'm editing, obviously. But if I'm not, um, it really depends on how shit I think I performed that week. Like I went to listen to it last week, so I thought, okay, now, I think the Death Loop conversation was okay. I think it was okay. So yeah. I listened to that and it was okay. But often yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm listening to the show. If I maybe haven't, if I haven't edited it, I'm put it on the car in the morning, like on the way to work. Let's go. And I last about thirty seconds. I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. Can't. Really, that bad? I can't. Because I, I often myself. find, like, if I think I've like been shit or I've waffled a bit, usually listening back to it, like, usually makes me feel better because it's like oh, actually that wasn't half as bad as I remember. Um, I don't know. No, I mean, it, 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 I, yeah, it, it kind of depends, but it, I don't listen as often as yeah. I should do um, because I uh, generally don't like to relive it. I think you know, it's, <laughs> it's happened, it's done. You know, it's it's okay. <laughs> well, yeah. You, I mean, you would think what what would be the point, right? Because you were here when the conversation happened, so surely yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't have to go back Although, over it. But it's to be I fair. Sometimes I have I do listen back sometimes, and then I just think, yeah, it's just that was good. I remember that. I this enjoyed is that. Actually, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I remember that podcast. I did. That was all right. Yeah. I mean, I say that. Yeah. You know, we've talked before about the the phenomenon of like people referencing things we've done or said on the show, and I'm just I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> um, I tried to avoid it basically is my answer uh, Mike Atal Mike Mike Re- read, read, read the email Matt and then you'll, yeah, you'll get Mike, it. Mike oh yeah I've got, I'll get that ready yeah. um, <clears throat> hi guys last week you said you miss the kitchen names and were sick of the joke names just want to say I agree from Mike Kettle from Mike Kettle for... it's very good I like it very clever Mike Michael mm. uh, Am and Patrick the QuickBooks ch- oh for the QuickBooks chap is, is, is a message. <laughs> Hi, you'll hate to be the guy to keep up the running joke. And he's put joke here in, in speech marks, which I don't like. It's a, it's a, it's a poor start to the, the message. Yep. I'm already thinking, yep. what's this about? Slacking hate to be the guy keep, to keep up the running joke, but it's taken me a while to condense the data. I wanted to review the podcast data and see if it's true that, as Sarah brutally predicted, we have a fall-off when Matt eloquently brings the socials into the show. During my research and analytical review, not only did I find the answer to the social section but also found some other analytical events that i thought would be beneficial to the whole community to share number one at the start of the show we see a dramatic fall then the numbers increase to normal after the intro these are after further investigation the nostalgic members of the show who still insist that the previous theme tune was better god i think about that the other day i haven't actually heard the old theme tune in so long that i wonder if i'd recognize it the current one's definitely an improvement for a gag the other week, you know when I had to play it, like I had to play the the thing on the yeah, yeah. keyboard. I was gonna play the original one and then just say <laughs> I didn't realise it had changed. <laughs> you should have done that. Yeah. You have done I mean, that. We've just confirmed you never listened to the show, James. Yeah. So we totally would have believed that. 
<laughs> we changed it when. Um, uh, two, it seems like free listeners drop off after the Patreon mentions. You can judge for yourself, but it looks like some fellow Four Nails crew members are only tuning in to listen to their name being read out, or possibly they invite friends and family to attend that part of the show only. I pay my money. They read my name. There you go. I don't even. I don't even listen to the show. I don't know what show's money's about, worth. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I am Where, at the start of the show, and that's the rule quiz. I'm getting confused. Where's Aaron getting this information from? I. I was a bit. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's probably from probably from QuickBooks. Well, let, let's you not know, mention that. Again. Could be. It's great. Uh, it's great uh, software. Whatever it is. The next one. The next event to note is a significant increase around the hour mark which can coincides with Farley's Fantasy Zone it seems we have a new show within the show with some people only tune in for Farley's in- yeah you can tell us as bollocks now this is absolutely <laughs> made, up. made up drivel yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, I mean he, Aaron goes on uh, I guess what we're <laughs> learning here oh no Hannah I'll, I'll get to if I, if I miss this bit people will, will complain after analysing data, we have proof of what happens during the social section. Afraid to say, Matt, it is true. 72% of listeners leave at the social section. With, out of the rest, 27% skip the section entirely. Um, I guess what Aaron's made up numbers here is saying that um, no one listens to socials, but as we can all see, these are made up, and actually the truth is that there's, there's, there's probably at least four people that listen to the end. So I mean, he's he's made up a lot of stuff there just to have a dig at you at the end, doesn't he? That's a bit... <laughs> It is, a bit, a bit, it is a bit of a joke, really, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, so, sorry, so the first one, I was like, oh, maybe this is like, I don't know, maybe this is like weird stats you can see. You know, like on SoundCloud, I know we're not on SoundCloud. You know, you can see like where people have left comments and shit. And I thought, oh, maybe yeah, this yeah. is like a Spotify thing I've not seen or something where it's like, oh, this is where more, oh, more or less people listen to certain bits. But then he gets weirdly specific with, with point number two, and then it's just... <laughs> No, like, oh, this, on, this is, is a complete, a complete fantasy. and utter bollocks. Um, yeah. Stick stick the quick books, Aaron, because um, no, that's, <laughs> no, that's a that's a no from me. Kurt Lewin, <laughs> um, hi TCGS crew. I just wanted to put a request in following last week's podcast. I was really looking forward to Dave going in depth on FIFA twenty two, only uh, to be a little bit disappointed when he said he would only touch it briefly. Uh, touching it briefly due to not appealing to a lot of listeners this is something I totally understand but I would have enjoyed just one deep dive into the game for the listeners that do want to hear about how this version plays and then I wouldn't mind if it was never mentioned again until next year the same for eFootball which I have seen James has been playing on Twitter thanks for all you do <laughs> have you been playing it James? it's true I did I did play it and I even invited David for a game I just said look do you want to play it you know just like because it's free you, you know said, you can download you it no. kind of thing. And yeah, he said no. He said, I mean, do you want me to read Rude. what he said? Yeah, I mean, please I can, do. I can please read do. the exact quote. Uh, where is it? Hang on. That's David. I, I, just what you're trying to do. Yeah. Like, yeah I, I, after seeing all the hilarious videos and, you know, you're looking like an absolute joke, I, I, did, I didn't actually download it, but I said, come on, let's at least, let's at least download it. It might have like an evening's fun. Mm. And I think it was John Denton said in the group, no, this won't, or it might have been Dave's. So this isn't even going to be fun. It's not even like the shit kind of funny. It's just. It just, it's just, yeah. Shit. I was because part of me was like, ah, wouldn't it be funny if I really got into eFootball? No, it wouldn't. I'd just, I'd be playing myself. I wouldn't be, like, that joke would not be at anyone else's expense. It would just be mine. So, yeah, it's a shame because the videos have been great, the pictures have been great, you know, but apparently, yeah, it doesn't, it, that doesn't translate into being fun to play. It's just no. bad to play. Yeah, I mean, I just said to him, want to have a match of eFootball? I said, it'd be good for the pod. You know, we can talk about it. And he just said, hell no. And, uh, <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> Harsh. Yeah. So yeah, not interested. Um, uh, well, I'm I mean, looking forward to hearing you talk about it. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, you're not going to hear much, but you know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, re- regarding Kurt's point, I, th- I mean, I thought I was the only one who, who wasn't fussed about football games. I thought the rest of, like, I, I don't know, we've talked about football plenty in the past, haven't we? I don't think anyone's ever had a go at us about it. I think we don't generally talk about it in massive depth, like when these things come yeah. out and go into it and everything, because we know that it's not terribly interesting for a lot of people, really. It's and also mm. because the the updates to FIFA, although sometimes they are like quite significant ones, are not very interesting to listen to if you don't care, <laughs> you know. And, and even if you do care, I don't think they're very interesting either, you know. It's, 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 it's how you play or not, you know. It's the I don't know. Yeah, if we actually went into no, what has changed, mm. it might be. I mean, it's like, if, oh, well, this is, this makes things easier, but it's not good to listen to. When when they added like the journey and stuff like that, it was worth talking about then because that's like yeah. a, a whole new mode and all that kind of thing where they're trying it's to add a story mode. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was you know it was it was interesting that they, what they tried to do with that. Um, it was interesting, but uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, no, it's. I mean, is this partly a thing because you know Pez and now eFootball has been shite for ages? Like is that so, yeah. is is FIFA just not having to innovate particularly anymore? I think it's partly is that, it? and it's like FIFA's in a stage now where it's like there's a lot of problems with it, and it's like there's yeah. a lot of things wrong with it. But it's still, I feel significant. What well, seeing what I've played of eFootball, it's still mm. like you know quantum leap over that, and so <laughs> they don't. And they they focus almost entirely. It feels every year now on like Ultimate Team anyway, because that's where the money is. And uh, you know, and I don't I don't know anybody. I don't know anyone who plays for that. Every, I mean, I only play it in career mode pretty much and then a bit of online, and I know Dave only plays it really online. So, yeah, yeah there's not really much to add, I don't think. Yeah, I've got friends who only play Ultimate Team. I really? only play... Yeah, because I, 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 um, I was talking to a, bunch, a couple of two or three friends about, you know, when's FIFA out and how can I get it early and I've got Game Pass Ultimate, can I access it? And and they're like, you know, what what, what what's happening with Ultimate Team this year? And I'm like, well, I buy and play FIFA every single year, but I have no idea because I just play one particular part of FIFA, which is <laughs> pro clubs. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, uh, as we recording this, WhatsApp's been down for about a billion years. And uh, yeah. but I, really, I really want to send the uh, Simon Cardi's review of FIFA 22 on Switch, which is the yeah, Legacy yeah. Edition. And <laughs> yeah. um, in it... Um, on the description, it basically says there's no on the actual store page for the Switch version of FIFA 22. It says there are no substantial gameplay or feature updates in this version. And, wow! Uh, no, no, basically, in this, I get. I think he says like in this version uh, since FIFA 21, and then FIFA 21's one said the same thing, and <laughs> FIFA <laughs> 20's one said the same thing. You know, so basically, I, wow. this oh year's version of FIFA is the same as FIFA 19. I think Simon Simon gave it a two out of Ten or whatever, yeah. and said like, so. What? So they're just updating the the teams. They, they, only, and they, and they just update yeah. the teams and the kits, yeah. I think, and that's it. Yeah. And then I wow. swear, before when because this like these legacy editions have been around for a while. Like they they mm. had them on like uh, like FIFA on 360 had them as well after a while. Like after you know when they stopped stopped doing it, and I swear there was some outlet that just basically copy and pasted the review from the previous year. Oh, I, I bet that was IGN. <laughs> I, I bet that yeah. was Simon. Yeah, just just like there's no point in me reviewing this. It's exactly the same thing. So I'm just going <laughs> to copy and paste it in the same way that EA have. It's um yeah, it's Amazing. awful. 
<laughs> yeah, it's well worth seeking out Simon's review. On uh, it's a uh, yeah disaster. Anyway, um, Matt Spink, hi gents. I'm so glad Matt mentioned the bugs in Deathloop. I absolutely want to love the game. Without bugs, this would easily be a gotti contender for me. However, I like many of us have limited gaming time due to adulting and only manage about four to six hours a week. Therefore, time is precious to me when it comes to gaming. I've spent Oh, sorry, just had some windy pops. I have spent five <laughs> hours on Deathloop since I picked it up last week, and sadly two and a half hours of those were spent redoing areas where I had lost progress due to a stuck-in-menu crash. Whilst I seem to be able to game uh, trouble-free now, but not going into the menu whilst in the map. This is really spoiling the game for me, as you pick up so much info during a run that it will be very useful for me to be able to review it whilst in the map, but I don't risk it now. I've contacted Bethesda support, and other than a generic reinstall the game reply, they have made no comment as to when this will be patched. Such a shame, but I will persevere for now. Keep up the great work from Matt. I uh, play more Deathloop in a week and we'll discuss it later. And yeah, I had more bugs as I was on like the final run to the end of the game. And I was like, are you kidding me? I really shouldn't have gone into that menu. Uh, yeah, it happened a bunch <laughs> of times. Um, it's That's a shame. Annoying. I mean, the, I've, so I've, uh, spoilers, I haven't played any more of it this week. Um, but just, I mean, my experience of the PC version has been fine. I gather that people have also had problems with it, but it's, I don't know. Uh, nothing to the level of what's Hang being on. described here. What's this menu bug? What is it? Well, that's the thing I mentioned last week, where you'll be in a menu and maybe you'll you'll press something and you'll be pressing maybe circle to to get out of the menu or go back to gameplay or go down the level and you'll still be on the same the same menu will be up on screen. I mean, I I mm. I kept pressing back to the point where I was on the title screen and I still had like an in-game menu like showing like visionary leads and stuff and like you can you can flick between tabs within a menu you know go from like the visionary leads to the arsenal leads you can basically go go through the menu the pause menu system but you can't actually press circle to escape the menu oh, um okay. have you not had that yourself james no i mean i've only had one bug and that was when it crashed for me once um but it hasn't happened since i've had no other bugs at all i mean i must have just been really lucky um yeah yeah the menu bug fine. is probably the my most common one actually i haven't okay. i don't have had a crash crash i don't know Maybe once, but mostly it's the menu thing. I'm like, okay, well, maybe I dared press a direction too quickly or press circle too quickly, too quickly. And now I'm just stuck in this, and there's no way. I even okay, I like unpair. I like turn my pad off, return my pad on, thinking maybe that will be it. Um, no, it wasn't. It wasn't the case. But it's weird, um, isn't it? Because there's been no patches either for this, which surprises me. Because I'd have thought by not. now there would have been one, but there hasn't. Mm. Yeah. See, because I. I wasn't going to bring it up in what you've been playing because I haven't played enough of it to say anything new. But I, uh, yeah, I played a bit more Sable this week because that's had a couple of patches. And you know, and to be fair, the patches have been—I think there's been two or three since we last spoke. So it's, there are, they are obviously actively working on it. So that juddering stuff I talked about is gone. But I'm still oh, just good. getting things like like sometimes I load it up and there's no sound or. Um, you know, like menu things are in like the wrong place, and when you load them up, they're just like off center on the screen and stuff, and you can't see half the menu and stuff like that. And it's just like, ah, come on, just want to play this. Um, that's, but um, they are working on it. So. That's such a shame because I, um, mm. I say, well, looked okay. I wasn't like going to rush out and get it, but it looked okay. Yep. But then all the views came out and said, you know, it's a good game, but there's so much technical technical trouble. Yeah. But it seemed like they got a patch out in like within a week or two. It's just. Yeah, as I say, yeah, they've obviously shame. been busy um, fixing it. Um, it's just, yeah, bit of a shame. Hang on. 
Um, mm. Ben Syme, a ton of bit of feedback, uh, but I've loved catching the streams this last week. James battling through Dark Souls 2 is making me wish we got that Dark Cool sequel. Sean reminding or showcasing, depending on your history, El Shaddai has been wonderful. Love the plush. And David Lake <laughs> sure did seem crap, but that made the stream become a lovely, healthy discussion between folk and ending with FIFA was a laugh, even for me as a non-football fan. <laughs> I mean, we yeah, uh, less so of the, the uh, late <coughs> slating, if you don't mind, Benjamin. I, I watched some of his stream of Man Alive. It, it doesn't look <laughs> great. Got recommended you a gamer. I think you'll find James. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, I mean, this week's or you know, last week's El Shaddai stream got you know the sort of viewing figures I kind of expected. Most um, of the first week, I was pleasantly surprised by how many people seem interested. Um, but I mean, it was still pretty good fun. I mean, I know obviously it's not about viewing figures, right? Um, but I was a bit like, ah, yeah, I know people have twigged that this is just a bit weird. And that's <laughs> I got so, raided I mean, again, and I didn't know what to oh, do. Did you? Yeah, oh I don't know what God. to do when yes, that happens. You did. We never yeah. gave you the script. We said we were gonna. I did. I did try and plug the pod. No, I did you do did. That. I was incredibly proud of you. So yeah. So do you want to tell everyone <laughs> what happened exactly? Or what the chain of events was? I don't really know because what was happening. I was really focusing on the game because you know what Dark Souls Two is like. Like you actually mm. have to concentrate what you're doing, yeah, yeah. and then suddenly, like in the bottom right of the screen, you've got all these things flashing up, and you're like, "Oh, it's a raid." <laughs> okay, great. There's uh, more people, and it was like there was about two hundred people or so. Like suddenly appeared, mm-hmm. and it turned out that I think I was told afterwards that it was Ian Lee, but then it was also something to do with Richard Herring as well, like his Twitch stream. Oh, and did, yeah, so Richard Herring had raided Ian Lee, and yeah. then Ian Lee was about to finish, so then he in turn, yes, yeah, so it was a rollover. Yeah, and then so... <laughs> he raided you. But then it's like, it's it's nice, obviously, it's, it's nice, but it's just a bit weird, because it's like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to watch me fail at this, and then, you know, it's... <laughs> it's it weird, to... isn't it, because you, yeah, you, you just sort of carrying on as normal and then you're like hang on a minute I literally cannot keep up with the chat what the fuck is going on yeah and, and because and part of you thinks like oh fucking hell is this someone showing like is this bots is this people being dickheads mm-hmm. um, and like you know and it, even though it's clear that it isn't those things still sort of run through your head for a minute and it just yeah it can really throw you off but mm. no I was very yeah. proud of you James because um, I'm not sure someone, someone clipped it and you're like oh I've been raided oh no hang on hang on um, we uh, are the computer game show we do a podcast I was very proud of you actually you did really well um, I checked actually um, I, I, I listened because it went down so I don't know what you said but it oh, was okay. a shame actually if anything it backfired so don't mention the pod yeah. in the future because mm-hmm. yeah. Um, um, but yeah I mean I'll I'm going to do El Shaddai again this week. Um, I mean, I'll see how it goes. Like, if, if I'm not enjoying it that much either, that might be a, a, an end of that. I don't know. Because obviously I'm going to need next week off anyway. Yeah. Um, so I might, I might reevaluate. But I will do something else on Thursday nights. I'm, I am enjoying streaming again. It's been nice to get back into the habit of it. So, How long is El Shaddai yeah. as a game? Well, it's not very long. I think, I think it even tells you in the, the intro. It's like, oh, yeah, this should take you about seven hours. Oh, so. right. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you, game. Yeah, yeah. So I, mean, I must be about what three hours in, something like that by now. So I don't know. We'll see. Cool. Um, I can't pronounce his next name. Um, it's it took, it took me a minute. It's <laughs> it's Paul the Woolover Matt's eyes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Worked. Paul. Uh, gentlemen, um, Gutenberg. I don't. 
Guten Abend. Guten Abend. Oh, that. Okay, well. Uh, picking up on your, I'm, I'm so multicultural. Uh, picking up on your comments. <laughs> uh, actually, no, in my defence, I did French at school, French and Spanish. I didn't do German, so that's why. Oh, I, you did Spanish? Oh, so yeah, we we were all French and German. Yeah. Oh, well, no. At school, basically, you either did French or German, uh, but uh-huh. if you're in top set for either, you got to do Spanish as well. Whoa. So, top um, leagues. That's rubbish, yeah. isn't it? It's like you get rewarded with having to do another language for being good at the other ones. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That doesn't sound right to me. and picking up on your comments about getting old and not getting it anymore at 46 years old i've started feeling very similar when he says says not getting it anymore well (laughs) when he says getting it anymore he means it's understanding the modern world okay cool yeah because when i said that i was like what did we talk about last week (laughs) let's just put it in quote marks i was like at 46 well, years old, I've started being very similar, but about certain types of games. I seem to no longer have the temperament for more esoteric, indie-type games, and my diminishing um, gaming time seems to drift for a drift towards AAA shooters and third-person action adventures. It's not that I don't value these games and see their importance, they just don't click in my brain anymore. But this is where you guys come in. Your coverage of these comments is like the little blue pill for my indie-related Eric... <laughs> so thank you very much for everything you do loves and kisses thank you paul well it's good um, yeah if if you're if you can't be dealing with that kind of stuff but you're still like hearing about it then yeah then it's good. interesting like I, I know what he means because like so this well today in fact all the reviews have come out for jet you know the playstation jet exclusive the indie yeah. yeah um the new super brothers game and like loads of them are like oh man there is something here there's something really magical but it's kind of like it's quite slow it's a bit of a pain in the ass to control there's you know there's there's some issues with it and 10 years ago i'd have been like yeah fine whatever i'll i'll play that like that's you know as long as it's interesting i don't really care whereas now i'm a bit like oh can i be asked that's probably not for me like I, i don't mind things being weird but I do need them to be consistently engaging and to not annoy me at any point. So, yeah. yeah you have know. to be totally in the right frame of mind for that kind of stuff, I find. And yeah. um, and again, well, yeah, and when your yeah. time is limited, those things My frustrate you more, don't they? I often find it tough to like start games once I'm in them and I, I know what I'm doing mm. and maybe I'm in a flow. I'm, I'm, I, I want to do nothing but play that game and get it finished. But it's often... Yeah. The first few hours, I'm like, okay, you know, how how's this working? What am I having to do? But then once you're in it, I just that's all I want to do. But yeah. it's just it's just getting over that that first bit, and especially these games are, well, I mean, janky is probably the wrong word, but it has its own kind of idiosyncrasies, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but I, I think yeah, that's that's also part of the joy if you if you are willing to put the time in and learn learn these kinds oh, of games. Yeah, yeah. I've seen some wild with wildly different review scores for jet the far shore today it's yeah it's been all over the place like i've seen some amazing write-ups that like properly sold me on it and then others that are like if you are easily annoyed by slightly iffy controls and stuff then maybe stay away and i'm like yeah that's that might be me i, I don't know I, i'll i'll give it some time see what more see, people think but bad controls i can kind of deal with but it's when it's like rubbish puzzles and stuff like that i, I can't be bothered with yeah. that that's the thing i hate <laughs> Is when it's just that sort of stuff. You just take all um, the puzzles. Define James. rubbish puzzles. Puzzles <laughs> are that hard or just they're just unintuitive, white, impossible to solve. Un- unintuitive, unintuitive. Mm-hmm. The kind of ones where they don't really need to be there, but they're just there because it's to try and slow you down. And yeah, it's just, just there's a roadblock. It's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah so what you mean? Me. Yeah. 
Okay, I get it. Uh, we're going to end with a Rage on Automatic. I mean, I'm, I very much doubt it is I was the Rage say. on Automatic from, from, was it Mean Machine Sega? Mean Machines? Yeah, I think so. Um, anyway, I don't know which two recent discoveries I found most horrific, even the knowledge that Matt is at best ambivalent towards the Beatles, or that he thought Sean's Chaos Emerald Large Intestine reference <laughs> was a bit tame. Probably the former, to be honest. Apart from that, thanks for continuing to make great shows. A weekly highlight for me. Thank you. I mean, yeah, so this is about last month's bonus show, which, I mean, you should totally check out. I thought it was very good. Um, I mean, long story short, I, I wrote something that I'd hoped would uh, make Matt feel incredibly uncomfortable, but he was an absolute champion, and he just, just got through it. James wasn't wasn't so so good by the end of it, it were you, James? You it made me very uncomfortable <laughs> listening to that, and actually angry at one point as well, which was, yeah. Yeah, this is a Sonic okay. fan fiction that had been discussed on the pod and I just hadn't yeah. found or made the time. Uh, but thankfully, uh, Sean came up trumps and wrote some for me, which I had to perform. I think it's probably the right that's way the, yeah, to good best word for say it. it. Yep. And it was a beautiful rendition. Um, I'm currently in talks to get it done as an audiobook. Um, <laughs> I thought it was fantastic and I'd love to hear more. But I'm also incredibly glad you did write it because I think I would have taken it way too far and it would have been horrendously embarrassing. So thank you, Sean, for. No worries. I mean, yeah, it. I saw in the Discord some people are a bit disappointed there was no Vor stuff in it. Um, but, you know, I mean, maybe, I maybe, know there'll, be, maybe there'll be a sequel. Maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, that is it for feedback. You can go to tcgs.co slash dear. TCGS if you want to leave us feedback or a question or whatever you want. Yeah. Right. Um, it's advert time and it's my turn this week. James uh, was also very keen to play his, so I should say thank you um, for he's, he's he's stepped aside because I'm really excited to play mine. <laughs> That's really arrogant. I shouldn't say that before I'm about to play it, should I? Well, I mean, I'd also kind of bumped, you know, bumped yours off, off the list last That's week. That's true. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Let's do it. The past 18 months have been tough on everyone, but I think we can all agree that the very worst thing about it has been the revelation that everyone from television presenters to comedians and even your boss think it's okay to sound like this. Uh, okay, is that a point in meeting now? I think we're just waiting for a couple of people. Um, Janet's sent her apologies, her dog's just died. I mean, really? 18 months and you're still using the built-in microphone on your Lenovo ThinkPad? Don't you think it's time you sorted your life out, mate? Well, I've got some fantastic news for you, and by news, I mean a microphone. The Blue Yeti is a professional multi-pattern USB microphone considered not only number one in the world, but also inside my own heart. The Yeti's four different pattern settings make it suitable for a number of activities, including podcasting... Okay, guys, we're going to talk about real murders. ...recording music... Yes, yeah! Or even recording a number of people in the same room. Can't you get one of your friends to do this? I haven't got any friends, Isaac. With the tri-capsule condenser microphone technology providing solid professional results every time. The Yeti also comes complete with its own stand and takes mere seconds to set up on both PC and Mac. Head to bluemic.com and use the offer code YETIPOD15 for 15% off the cost of a Blue Yeti mic. That's bluemic.com and use the code YETIPOD15. And I'll see you in the creator sphere. Yeah? Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was...
What? <laughs> the, mur- the murders. Was it a line about murders? <laughs> yeah. That was okay. That was great. That was, yeah. That was. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we should say we got loads of like, feedback about Matt's last week as well. Um, but we're saving it all for when, for when we've played all four of them. And then we have to do the vote over who wins. Even though we don't, there's no prize, is there? It's a blue yeti. It's a gold <laughs> well, one of us wins a blue yeti. We, we all use them. It's a gold plated blue yeti. It will okay, weigh a lot. But, um, okay, it. cool. Sounds good. No, no spray prize, paint one, just, isn't it? It's just just pride, just immense immense pride. Just pride. Yeah, mm. fair dues. Uh, right, do you want to do the news, James? Yeah, why not? Um, there's been <laughs> some stuff. I, I always say that. I don't know why I say that because obviously there's been news. I mean, people like the uh, the re- the repetition, the familiarity of it. It's fine. Okay, okay. Well, maybe I'll stick with it. Uh, we didn't get an intro though, Sean. There's no intro. Are you have you done with those now? So, oh, yeah. Do you know? I genuinely completely forgot. Okay. Well, never mind. I, I won't ask you to pull one out right now because that would be bad. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> anyway. There's a bit of news. Uh, so first of all, Twitch have added phone verification to chat. And so what they this is part of their package of improvements that they're saying that are trying to help people to deal with like trolling and all that kind of stuff. So now what creators can do is you can use like phone what's called phone verified chat to manage who can talk during your broadcasts. So right. the rule is is that viewers will have to verify their Twitch account with a mobile phone number in order to type in the chat. And like the restrictions can be applied to like all accounts or you can also set like lighter restrictions for like verification for first time chatters only or recent followers and stuff like that. But then also you can like if you've got like subscribers or mods and VIPs, you can say they don't need to have that, it's fine. Um and you right. can link up to five accounts to the same phone number. But the thing is is if one of those gets gets like suspended, they all get suspended. Um is the other thing. So yeah, there is that. So okay, they, yeah, okay. they've added this as, as some sort of method, I guess, to try and it's it's like I mean they did this in China as well. It's like the it's the real name registration thing. It's like this idea that if you make everybody register like with their ID card and stuff like that, then in theory, obviously the government can can sort of snoop on you. But also it means that people are maybe less likely to do horrible things because there's like you know potentially uh, you know somebody will actually know who you are. But yeah, yeah. I mean also. Yeah. You- Hopefully this will this will go some way to stopping the uh, the hate raids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's, it's seems good. Like I mean, a anything that requires people to verify yeah. themselves, I think that's good. Um, you can look at the other way about you know what what does that mean for people who maybe uh, kind of less financially well off? That means like they have to have a phone. Some people don't have a phone. Does that mean because now they can't they can't <laughs> chat on Twitch because yeah, they don't have a phone? But then I'm- but then, if they don't have a phone, how are they watching Twitch stuff? I don't know. I feel like there's. Well, they could also, yeah, but I know, but I know what you mean. There's also privacy issues with this as well. There like, is, yeah. Like, for in sure. the sense that you're asking, like, any ID sort of verification, there are, like, privacy issues connected to it. Not just mm. in the sense of, you know, is it right to get people to have to identify themselves all the time, but also what happens to all that data as well? You know, where does that all go? And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, but totally. yeah, but in terms of a way for you know to stop stopping hate raids and that kind of stuff, this will this is absolutely a good thing in that regard. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's good it's happening. Um, mm-hmm. I've not verified my my phone yet, so I guess I can't be chatting anywhere. Um, That's the point. No, yeah, it, it, it's a good thing for sure. Something else that they've done, I don't know how you're going to feel about this, is they've added a boost feature that so that viewers can like pay to promote streams. So. Yeah. 
what you can do is you can purchase a number of what they're calling recommendations as part of a boost, which will then like push the broadcast to like more visible parts of Twitch. So this thing, you know, they have that you know live channels we think you'll like tab. It will like end yeah. up in there maybe. And I mean, do you want to hear the quote about what they said here? They said, "Yeah, go on." What we're doing with Boosts is giving viewers the ability to buy super high visibility promotions for their favourite creators, and these types of placements come with a cost. We think this is a great way to show support. Further, we've heard directly from creators that it's hard to get their names out there. It's hard to try and utilise different forms of social media to grow their channels, and our hope is that this is a more direct way for a viewer to help a creator to do that. By basically paying by paying for it i mean give us money and then, and then I, was gonna say, I assume this has gone down pretty terribly because that seems like a pretty shitty idea to me um because it's just going to favor people who've got the cash to throw it i find well, it very odd that like what this so they seem to expect like viewers to pay yeah, to do see, this for their yeah, favorite channel this is the yeah. thing when i first saw this i thought this was like channels could do this like they were paying yeah. to have it boosted or whatever but no it's the viewer you have to get your viewers to do it so it's like is it, that's it just gonna, both surely i don't know i mean but that isn't that just going to lead to people like just like begging and stuff and just being like please just like yeah. i just need to boost it we could boost well, this channel. Or like if you boost yeah, me, they would get is... into into a competition or fucking, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, sort yeah. of stuff, won't they? Yeah. It's, it's weird in a number of ways because, yeah, so it, it, it's the viewer that, that does it. All the money goes to Twitch, nothing goes to the actual channel. And um, Of course, but, yeah. But it still benefits people with larger audiences because yep. even if a few of them do it, then they'll be up yeah, there on exactly. the front page. Whereas if you are struggling for numbers, one, you're probably less likely to say, hey, can everyone pay you some money? But even if a bunch of people do boost your page it's gonna be nothing compared to any of the even medium-sized streamers a few of them doing it it's like mm. i don't know if it's really gonna change much at all unless they said yeah it's for channels with less than these amount of viewers or these yeah. amount of followers because if you go inside twitch now like and you're not not logged in it's the same kind of for you know, five to ten massive accounts yeah um they do have like little bits on the front page panels where it's like here are people with smaller audiences or smaller communities or viewership whatever they said but mm. yeah th- 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 this still benefits those with larger communities i think mm. and like if you're a smaller i mean you know for us twitch is like kind of a side thing like we like you know all the support we get on there is still amazing and it still helps a lot but it's you know it's not our main thing but if it was your main thing but you know you're still sort of relatively small you're starting out you've like you've got to make that choice to like ask your audience like right do i ask them to sub or do i like or do i ask them to boost me instead do you know what i mean it's like okay so do i want to ask people for money or do i want to ask them to use that money instead to like get me more exposure which might get me more money further down the line it just seems like a really horrible decision to have to make (laughs) I mean, yeah. in, in both those scenarios, Twitch make more money. So well, I think yes. that's, <laughs> that's the thing, isn't it? It's just, I mean, I'm I saying all this. It would be very funny to boost James while he's having a shiter on Dark Souls 2, but, <laughs> you know. Um, all the time. It's terrible. It's, yeah. I don't know if this is actually confirmed. I know, like, yeah, this is in trial last year, but I don't know if it's actually coming out or no i think it's it's happening this the, cause yeah they i mean this is from gamesindustry.biz and they yeah they said that there was the trial last december i think it was but now this is happening it right. seems they're actually going to do it so mm. i don't know when the launch will be though or when it's already to see how it works but yeah i i can't see this even benefiting the smaller channels and but mm-hmm. anyone with half an audience just like there you go bang 
I guess we're on the front page now. Whatever, whatever. It's um yeah, it's more ways to Twitch to make money. And I like I said, like <laughs> the channel doesn't even get like a very small percentage of that. Yeah, it's just you're no supposed to be glad of the exposure, I guess. Yeah, because we all know you can cash in exposure and pay your bills with it, can't you? So it's fine. <clears throat> all right, well, so we Good got old Twitch. Okay, so also Sony have been on doing more acquiring this week, so they've yeah. finally got Blue Point. I mean, everyone have been talking about this for months, haven't they? That this was yeah, it makes sense, kind of felt it? like it was inevitable. This was going to happen at some point. I but mean, if you'd asked me, if you'd asked me like two weeks ago, I would have said, "Yeah, oh, I thought they already did own them." To yeah, be exactly. Well, yeah. <laughs> they've said apparently they're working on something new, like not a port now. Okay. so that's potentially interesting, but we yeah, don't yeah, know yeah, what well, it is. What's yet. the actual the actual crew is interesting. Oh, no, oh, that's really annoying. Oh, well, like, hang on, James. I'm asking you for the quote, and you're if, saying you haven't got the quote. Yeah, but James has to not, offer it, Matt. If James doesn't yeah. offer the quote, then it means he hasn't got it. <laughs> it's, well, that's the thing. I mean, in this one, all I've written down is Sony acquire Bluepoint. And it's like, because right. <laughs> it's like, we already know about that. Which which quote do you want, Matt? Because there's, there's a couple of ones. I mean, do you want the one from Sony, or do you want, which one do you want? Um, I want the one where they say they're working on original content, and that seemed a bit kind of vague about what what that means exactly and also i mean i wanted that quote about original content you haven't got it whatever no, uh, because obviously, you know <laughs> blue point are known for their amazing remakes um mm. and they're great at that and arguably that's why i guess sony have have acquired them because they've done mm. so good on you know so well on shadow colossus and demon souls and who knows what they'll be remaking next but they are, i believe the one of the quotes was yeah that they're working on original content now, that's what I, said, I didn't yeah. say I didn't say original <laughs> game. Original content does that mean new content in an, a remake they've already done? Yeah, that's, um, that's the point. I think if it was that though, I think people would not be happy. Like if, if, if working on something new to me sounds like it has to be some sort of game. Like it has to be something. It can't be just like assets or something or something that'd be rubbish. Mm. Although, although it's although weird, it's clear. Like you know, the reason they've they've stood out is that their remakes are fucking remakes. They're not just you know ports or yeah, yeah. you know remasters like they've, they've you know shadow colossus and and demon souls especially have been like full like reworkings mm-hmm. um of the originals so yeah they it does it doesn't surprise me that they they are more than capable of doing an original game um so yeah interesting because it they've they've had like they bought so they've bought housemark and insomniac and now yep. all these other like there's the the sony uh, what's called the uh, former sony liverpool studios i'm just going to talk about in a second oh, and now point, yeah. also this you wonder like why are they doing all this now do you reckon this is because maybe microsoft were like sniffing around these studios as being like maybe we'd like or, these or, as, they, you know. or are they now realizing that they're where microsoft were like a few years ago and they're going hang on a minute <laughs> We haven't got that many studios. Or, or mm. but then, as you say, this is this is mostly studios who were pretty much just doing stuff for Sony anyway. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, yeah. as you say, they're sort of securing them now. Mm. I don't know because the the other one they so the other one they've acquired, um, you know, as part of Sony Studios, or whatever, is uh, is Fire Sprite, mm. and they were founded in 2012, and they were another one that was from. Uh, Sony from Liverpool from the Liverpool studio. Yeah, I mean, at this point, right, yeah. you're looking at this and think they really shouldn't have shut down that Liverpool studio. Like, no, this seems not. like a terrible idea. Because yeah. uh, I mean, Fire Sprite, they've done like the Playroom, like Playroom VR and Run Sackboy Run, and also mm. the Persistence as well. And now they're they've been brought back into it. So I think maybe that's like the whole of what was Liverpool studio is now back. It's just <laughs> well, very I, strange. I assume it's a, a a subset of the yeah the original studio mm-hmm. so on the one hand you might think ah well they've managed to shut the studio and then sort of buy it back with you know 
half the people there, but then it's still surely in a very expensive way of yeah. <laughs> going about the, downsizing a studio. As yeah. yeah, they the probably Fire surely could interesting because just... today, uh, or maybe yesterday, it was announced that Fire Sprite have acquired um, Fabric Games, who oh, is right. like the, they're like the studio in Manchester who made. Um, Oh, um, the they're basically like a bunch of PSVR games. Oh my god, whatever what have they made? Um, <laughs> Sorry, I've, I've, oh yeah, yeah they, they, they made the Persistence and and some other stuff. Um, and okay. Fabric Games, who've been purchased by Firesprite, they were founded by Firesprite's managing director in 2014. So it's all <laughs> right. kind of so incestuous. Okay. Yeah, um, all just sort of being brought back yeah. under one roof again. And I, I and I, according to news today, like I said, actually, you know, this has been happening. This has obviously been on the cards for a while. It's not just they haven't made this acquisition what in like the few weeks that like, they've been they, they've been bought by Sony. But all that upheaval for the devs yeah, and their exactly. livelihoods and that, like yeah okay like you know fingers crossed this this sort of sounds like a lot of them have landed on their feet. But what a load of fuckery for them to go through. Yeah. In order to just end up basically doing the same thing they were under Sony Liverpool years ago. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, yeah. bizarre. So, so back on the Demon Souls thing, yeah, basically, um, <clears throat> they said that, um, so, thr- um, yeah, so Bluepoint president Marco Thrush said that the studio is aiming to work on original content going forward. But if this okay. studio is known for their amazing remakes, and yeah, and Sean was totally right, these aren't just, I think they even said in one of the quotes that remaking games isn't just like taking the same sprites and mm. graphics and just up resin them as you may have done previously these are these are full remakes of games yeah um so you know arguably it's not it might say how these these are just the remakes it's not about that because they do way more than what you would traditionally think a, a remake uh requires yeah but you know but also that is what they're good at so it'd be interesting for them once they're acquired now to now go off and do original stuff it'd be fascinating to know what what that original stuff could be like but yeah, yeah. yeah and, it's, it's not yeah, a game changer because, as Sean said, all these studios are basically kind of doing Sony exclusive stuff anyway. But yeah, it, it bolsters their PlayStation Studios or Sony Studios brand because they've got loads now, haven't they? So yeah. All right. Well, the other thing that Sony have done is they've added game trials as a feature to PS5, and it's, okay. the feature is now live now. Sounds Apparently, like a fantastic feature. It does, and apparently only in the UK at the moment. And it's only for two games as well. So at the moment, you can download Death Stranding Director's Cut and Sackboy Big Adventure. Now, there are, there's quite a big caveat attached to this, which is that the Death, the Death Stranding trial gives you six hours of playtime. And the Sackboy Six hours one, is plenty of games. Six hours yeah, is loads. It's not James. too bad, yeah, yeah. And it also, I mean, Sackboy, you get five hours as well. I mean, you could see Brilliant. quite a lot of the game in five hours. Mm. The big catch, though... Um, which is in the small print, is that the timer for when it begins is from the moment you hit download trial on your console. Oh fuck you off! <laughs> which means that if you're like like I was like, before when I was on like a much slower connection than I am now, probably I'd have been like for, like Death Stranding. I probably would have been able to play that for about twenty minutes. Like by the time it had finished downloading, it's yep. this is absolutely crazy that, is, that they're doing that this. Is, I mean, what a wild way to do it! Yeah, <laughs> wonder, yeah, because it. I mean, anything could happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen tweets of people saying I I couldn't even start Death Stranding because by the time it downloaded, <laughs> it was, the time was already up. Yeah. Well, it's okay because there's a redditor who has suggested a workaround um, right. called uh, Jay Snorls, and he says 
Here's what you need to do. Make a new account with the same region with your main account. Click download trial on the new account. After download, go to the main account and click on download trial. Because you downloaded it before, you don't need to download again and you can play. And so, right. yeah, so there you go. So it's oh, a, wow. Brilliant. Wow. a great a system to play a trial. It's just <laughs> insane. It's yeah, it's just mad. I don't understand. Um, I think I'm going to do so because I, re- I, I'm not going to buy Death Stranding Director's Cut because um, mm-hmm. I don't think I have time to go through it again. But I do really want to see how good it looks on PS5. So I'm on, probably going to do this. But you can get like the upgrade from the other one for like a five or something, can't you? Yeah, I don't think I have a disc anymore. Oh, um, okay. Oh, I actually don't, I don't even know about it. Maybe I've got sure. digitally. Either way, <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. But um, I, I want to see what it looks like on PS5. So I'm going to do this. Fair enough. But it is uh, still... I mean, why do great. they do uh, these things? Why I mean, do they do it? <laughs> well, I mean, like, UK only. So, so it is like a weird, weird little test. Um, but why Why do that? This is, that's, like, that's Nintendo level of stupidity, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. Sony have, have generally like, understood... Limited, weren't they? yeah. I don't know. Generally understood like, how the internet works. Number of works, goes limited so. on the demo. Yeah, you can have like you can have like twenty goes of something, and then it stops working. Yeah. and things like that. That's not as bad as this. This is much. Somebody said, "Hold my beer," and then yeah. they've done this. Um, <laughs> how can we give them even less access? Do you know one of the best things that Microsoft did? I think do you remember with the 360, how everything had like a demo or trial. You know, it, it was, was a like requirement, you, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, and that was brilliant. Like there was just was. like a short demo or something, so you could give it a go. But yeah, they knocked that on the head. I think for like Xbox One, didn't they? It well, was, I was going to yeah, say, I think it was brilliant for us and not so brilliant yeah. for devs because it meant people would just play a bit and go, right, well, that's my curiosity sated. Don't need to buy it now. Yeah. Um, well, so no, I think because it became does the same thing. It's, yeah. Because yeah. um, I remember it started becoming common practice, like with PS3 stuff, and then you know into the next generation where. Like, yeah, the demos would come out for stuff, but like a few months after the game had come out, mm-hmm. because that initial wave of interest, like, yeah, to say, everyone would just play the demo and be like, oh, well, that's, I know what that is now. <laughs> Whereas those people might have just bought the game if there was no demo, which seems really mm-hmm. counterintuitive. Like, demos should be, uh, you know, essentially a piece of marketing, but it's, yeah, it's weird. But it, when it worked well, it worked really well, because it wasn't also the fact that actually the demos you're downloading were basically the entire game. I mean, I remember playing one of the Wolfenstein games and um, the yeah. demo ended. Obviously, very, you know, very shortly into the game, and I'm like, well, I know I've got the entire game downloaded, and if I buy it now, it's just like a one second unlock. Just, and I did oh, that's that. right, and I like, yeah. Or it continue just on to the, the game. Like that's that that's really seen. compelling. The fact, like, you know, you've downloaded yeah. the entire game. Yeah, you know, just just buy now, and you can keep playing it. I thought that was really the skate demo where people figure out how to break the boundaries and just go wherever they want. <laughs> and I think <laughs> oh, within yeah, reason, they were like. The you know, areas of the map that just physically weren't there, and you'd eventually like fall off the edge. But yeah, people got a lot of value for money out of that demo. Okay, uh, let's move on. Yes, please. Would anybody like a 4K switch? <laughs> yes, please. I mean, yeah, why not? I mean, you know, I've seen people say, "No, oh, why do people even want this?" Well, it'd be nice, I suppose. I, I, I yeah, go on. It would yes, be nice. I mean, yeah. Bloomberg are at it again. Um, because it was Bloomberg <laughs> before when they said yeah. this was going to happen, and then it yeah. didn't happen. Uh, but so Bloomberg has, has said that they've got anonymous sources again, oh, right. uh, claiming that a 4K compatible or capable switch um, is still in development. And apparently they said employees from 11 game developers around the world, including uh, Zynga, uh, say that they're in possession of the development tools for this device. And they, they're mm-hmm. claiming that it's the reason that it's been so slow coming out is because of component shortages um, caused by the pandemic. But it mm-hmm. is that it is happening. So then Nintendo 
have been not very happy about this. They put out a quote. They said, um, a news report on September 30th falsely claims that Nintendo is supplying tools to to drive game development for a Nintendo Switch with 4K support. To ensure correct understanding amongst our investors and customers and people that are going to buy an OLED Switch. I just just added that. Um, We want to clarify that this report is not true. We also want to restate that as we announced in July, we have no plans for any model other than the Nintendo Switch OLED model, which will launch on October the 8th, 2021. (laughs) Please buy it. They they didn't say that. Um, (laughs) But then also, since this publication, Zynga have come out. This Zynga spokeswoman, uh, Sarah Ross, has told Bloomberg that the company does not have a 4K developer kit from Nintendo. Okay. So they definitely okay, got a phone Sarah. call. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they did. I mean, on the one hand, you would think that Nintendo would not be allowed to, you know, literally lie publicly like that if they did have something like this in the works. But also, they've got to say this because the OLED switch is just about to come out. And if we everyone knew there was a 4K one coming, no one's buying the OLED one. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, d- because it is a lie because they obviously have, they obviously will have plans for another model. Obviously, and, and also, even like, if you know, it's... It, it, they, they, there's almost certainly a 4K switch in development. There's probably all sorts of switches in development in Nintendo. Yeah, um, there'll be you know what, about, whatever's yeah. going to surpass the switch. There'll be something like you know lying around in a, a lab somewhere. Like they're obviously always looking at future stuff. So yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I always imagine they just got like boxes of these sorts of things just like laying around, you know, like on the, the lab floor or whatever, you know, just different types and different designs and all sorts of, you know, new yeah. stuff. And like, and for. you know, dev kits can often do things that the, the home consoles can't actually do. But yeah, maybe it just is that, oh yeah, there's like a new version of the dev kit that, if you must, you know, can be set to a 4K resolution. But as a dev, you're only, you know, obviously you're only going to be working to 1080p. Um, yeah, but it's a good way so, for devs to get their visuals ready. For exactly, it means they can. Upgrade. Yeah, so it means that the the feature is there to sort of future proof the dev kit. Or well, maybe there's like a switch that says like Nintendo third party switch, you know, and then it's like <laughs> <laughs> it changes it to that. Um, so yeah, I'm uh, yeah, excited for just... the Nintendo Switch OLED 4K model, <laughs> which is probably what they're going to call it. I mean, it's obviously going to happen. Whether it's a Switch Pro or whatever we hoped, there will obviously be a new version. Who knows when it'll be? I mean, I, I now I'm thinking I can't see it being next year, regardless of what this report says or what other rumors have said in the past. Like we've got, yeah, well, the only couple of years off in it this week or yeah, yeah, um, yeah, this week by the time you, not by the time you listen to it, it's out on the eighth. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I now I'm thinking, I especially with the chip shortage. If it wasn't mm. for a chip shortage, maybe. But as it is, I, I can't see them being another version of a Switch now for a couple of years. They'll they'll stay with the OLED one. It'll look amazing. And yeah. then we'll see where we are in a couple of years' time when chips are more plentiful. Yeah, and, and as we've said, as it currently stands, they don't really need to bring out a, an all-singing, all-dancing sequel to the Switch. Not for a long time. It's doing Not incredibly really, well. Although, so. <laughs> it's true, although we are, I mean selfishly for us it's like you know games like especially indie games that we're starting to get to that stage now where things are not being released on switch you know True. that we're getting or it's, on yeah or it's like definitely going to be a compromised version yeah. or, or yeah. what have you so or, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like performance issues like yeah. yeah it's not like oh i'll definitely go on switch now it's like well what's it like on switch yeah because mm. the chances are it won't be great yeah. um, so i think they we are at a stage where we probably do need one 
not necessarily all singing or dancing, but we need something with a bit more oomph. But mm. Mm. I think we're going to be a while off now. Yep. I'm still not getting a new one. I've decided not to bother. It's, Fair uh, enough. Yeah, yeah me, me too, but... I also probably shouldn't have gone, gone on the roll mock forum today of people saying, my Switch OLED's shipped. I'm like, oh. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get it because it's just it's silly, isn't it? But I also haven't said that. All like the, um, was like the Metroid Dread previews that went out last week, they were all like played on OLED Switch, weren't they? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, apparently, yeah. Fuck yeah, they're not what they're doing. You see, I, I the don't... This week, you know. I know. And I'm excited. Yeah, should be. I know, I, I mean, it probably should be. I just, I'm, I'm just <laughs> cautious. Well, it's Mercury yeah, I, Steam. I'm kind of tempted, but um, we'll we'll see. I've well, got I'll those make no, 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 play, controls but... like. Um... Well, yeah, exactly. I'll wait for that. <laughs> uh, I think the reviews are dropping Wednesday morning. So, oh, are they? Excited cool. to hear what it, what it sounds, what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, cool. Okay, uh, last story is that Konami have vowed to fix eFootball um, after the launch, which has not been very good. <laughs> Um, hasn't it? it's it's currently the worst reviewed game ever on Steam. Wow. Um and yeah, there's been quite I mean, obviously it's just been loads of videos and like memes and all that kind of thing have been created from it because it does look quite funny, like in places. It's mostly because <laughs> it's like I mean, how would you describe it, Matt? It's like all the like the players don't interact with each other properly, you know, you've got stuff like people walking through goals. Um, you've got they do this they all do this thing like where their mouths are like open a lot of the time and it just looks <laughs> scary and weird. Yeah, it, it looks it looks disconcerting. Yeah, um, yeah I mean it, it looks like it's eight percent of the way there in terms of a computer game and then it there's yeah, animations all over the place and yeah, weird bugs. So I've seen like someone score a goal and then it goes to like a celebration and there's like bits of body parts on yeah. the floor. <laughs> I'm like, is it? Ha- wow. Is this? Has this been faked, or is this actually what it looks like? And then, um, did you see? Yeah. Did you see that one where there was like a player who like he'd scored a goal and he like ran like past the manager and like pushed oh, the manager, yeah, but brilliant. the manager was the manager was like a cardboard cutout and like you know like sort of like moved across the floor without moving his legs. You know, it looked it looked very funny. And there's also been the crowd thing as well. Like if you zoom in on the crowd, they all look like extras from like a zombie game or something. It's. I mean, the yeah. thing is, like, so. You know, have obviously having not actually played it, like none of this stuff necessarily means it's a bad game, right? But I oh, assume, is, I assume it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, the thing is, I I have played this a bit, and I'm not. I didn't want to talk about this in what you've been playing because I've not played it enough. Honestly, mm-hmm. I've only played. I played about three, three or four games of it, and I have to say, I didn't experience any of these sorts of bugs that you've seen on any, any of the videos at all. Okay. okay. But the way it controls is horrible. Like it, it feels really sort of like I mean you know what's funny about this it's exactly the same although I'd probably say worse than the network test that came out (laughs) remember that we talked about that and how we weren't allowed to say that it was anything to do with the final release absolutely zero connection between the two it was just a network test turns out it was actually better than the than the final (laughs) release of the game because everything is so sluggish I mean when I was trying to like get like a game with somebody online it like kept on failing and like you know crashing and stuff like that and it's just it's just not very fun to play at all I mean the main thing that I took away from playing it was that there's no like precision at all like when you're passing the ball it frequently gets lost or you know like I've you know own goals get scored really easily because the goalkeeper just doesn't bother to like you know sort of like collect the ball and stuff like that it's just 
it's not fun to play. Like is the thing. Okay. I mean, it's not. It, I wouldn't say it's a complete disaster. Like you can get something out of it as you can with any sort of like two player game. Like if you're playing against somebody else. I mean, I, I I played somebody and I was starting to get into it because you're like, oh, there is a competitive side to it, and it does kind of work. But if you compare it with FIFA, and it's yeah, you you there's no way you play this unless it was free, and it is free. But it's also <laughs> it has so few game modes as well. Like there's nothing you can really do. There's just like a couple of challenge challenges you can do. It's got the same thing where like you know only a couple of licensed teams there's also like a it you know flashes up saying like you can buy like a season pass for this which is <laughs> basically like i think it's about 40 quid or something Fuck where off. they're like oh yeah, ex- yeah exactly where it's like this is actually the game isn't it that you're trying to sell it's just yeah. that this is the free the free version or whatever you know it's, it's like a free demo but not a very good one but <laughs> amazing um, so what have, the, yeah. what have they said so before we sort of seamlessly transition into what you've been playing so what's the what's the statement Okay, so they said, after the release of eFootball 2020, we have received lots of feedback and requests regarding game balance. I was going to say 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. (laughs) What did I I say? You said 2020. Okay, it's been one of those years. Uh, We have received (laughs) lots of feedback and requests regarding game balance that includes pass speed and defense operation. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about with, like, the passing is just so bad. yeah, yeah, yeah. We would also like to acknowledge that there have been reports of problems users have experienced with cutscenes, facial expressions, movements of players, and the behaviour of the ball. <laughs> we are very sorry for the problems and want to assure everyone we will take all concerns seriously and strive to imp- improve the current situation. This work will be continuously updated, quality will be improved, and content will be added consistently. From next week onward, we will prepare for an update in October while receiving further opinions through questionnaires to our users. We will do our utmost to satisfy as many users as possible, and we look forward to your continued support of eFootball 2022. It's just yeah. not very good. I mean, when you look at that list of things they know they need to address, so you've got it's passing, defence, movement of players, and behaviour of the ball. I mean, what's left after that? Well, pretty, I think they've yeah. nailed the menus. <laughs> no, no, Matt, seriously, the menus well, the are menus like PES-level well. menus. They're like, oh, you know, it's, oh, right. it's the usual thing of, like, you start the game up and there's, like, a million, like... Um, with, you know, like uh, oh, screens come packs. up with just texts, like text and all that kind so of thing. Like it's those. like downloading data packs. Yeah, it does all stuff. that stuff again. Oh, great. You know, it's just uh, yeah. amazing. On no. one hand, I think it's it's really unfair to compare it against FIFA. Um, and on the other hand, no, of course, but because you know this is um, not this is a new game. Like Pez, well, ISS Pro was around, and then Pez, and mm. so, but, but but also you know it feels like this is a a restart or reboot. Um, and FIFA's been going for years, and it's such like a polished machine. We, we all like kind of slate it and have our issues with it. But FIFA is is a machine that just like carries on, and it is largely, you know, greater what it does. Um, this feels like it's like a total restart. So in many ways, it feels like it's unfair to compare this against the polished machine that is FIFA. But also. Come on, I mean... <laughs> no, but all they had to do was they just had to keep working on PES, like keep improving PES, because it played very well, like, you know, like quite a long time ago, No, like no, but, but, but they felt like they, they, was ne- they were never going to be able to compete by just, by trying to compete with FIFA on its own terms. They had to go, or maybe they thought it's not about competing with FIFA, let's just try and just say completely different, and that completely different thing is free to play. Um, but I, it, but the basics have got to be right. F- forget Forget all the rest. Forget, like season passes or online tournaments or whatever it is just the basics have got to be well, right yeah. it feels like it can't even do that yeah that's it like if they, if they just made a better game of football 
and as you say, not worried about a lot of the you know the stuff that surrounds FIFA these days. Surely that would have still found like you know it's not going to be as big, but it would have found an audience. Because I still remember, I mean, what was, it must have been five six years ago now, where people were saying like, like you know a new PES would come out and it'd be like, yeah, do you know what it is arguably a better game? It's just oh, it's yeah. not it's not going to draw you in the same way FIFA does because it doesn't have all the the other stuff. But it's there's yeah. something here. Pez has always, well, typically always had that. It's, it's gone away the last few years. We typically, yeah. I mean, even before, like, when FIFA was properly shit in, like, mm. between the years of, like, 96 and, I don't know, 2004. When did it get really, when did it get FIFA get good? Was it 2004, 2014? I remember there being a like, year, like, oh, shit, hang on, FIFA's good now. I can't remember. It was. It was. But, I mean, it must be getting on for like ten years ago now. Actually, it's it's been a while that it's been good. Yeah, like, I think it was like 2013, yeah. 2014. So I'm like, hang on, no, FIFA's changed. It's good because before yeah. that, between that, it's like, okay, it this is just terrible. And yeah, I used to love playing ISS Pro on like the PS, you know, PlayStation and stuff. It was like it was the the best football game there is. ISS Pro 98 was just incredible, and then. It got gradually worse, but it was still better in terms of the actual flow of football. And but sometimes it was the jankiness that made it better. I mean, like we had yeah. lo- loads of games where you know these. The, it feels like you saw stuff you never ever seen in FIFA because FIFA's so polished, or generally so polished. And you you kind of you have seen all the animations before. You know how if someone shoots from a certain way, you know how it's going to look. Whereas it felt like loads of weird, maybe it's janky, but weird scenarios would happen in in pro evolution games i don't know if it's like physics or whatever but it was it was felt like you'd see something new every time mm. um whereas fifa was just regimented and in, in how it played yeah uh, but yeah just in recent years your pez hasn't even had that hasn't even had the the better football on the pitch and 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 what makes fifa so good is yeah is all licenses is is um you know it, 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 graphically it's obviously impressive but yeah licenses and and uh and commentary and it just feels how we see football every day on the likes of you know Sky and whatnot, it feels like modern football for for all its positives and negatives. It mm. feels like modern football as we see it on TV each week. Whereas Pez has never had that, yeah. and it's sucked online, <laughs> and uh, and now we're here. Uh, but um, I, I hope they can turn it around. I don't think they're going to be able to. Honestly, it's it's such. I mean, yeah, it's such a mess. Can. Of course, they can. I mean, it's, it's, Matt, you say this about everything. To. You always say that they can turn it around, like you know, Anthem. Yeah, they but, can turn and, and it around. Most, most of the times they do. Like Roma Six Siege, that I mean, that was a disaster at launch. They turned that around. Sea of Thieves, that wasn't great. They turned that around. I mean, hey, yeah, but those, those two now, were not disasters. Like they weren't. They weren't like okay. Are they? Well, we have taken the piss out of Sea of Thieves for months when it came out. Yeah, yeah and, we were taking and, the piss out of it, but barely, it wasn't like functioned. It, I know, but it wasn't fundamentally broken. Like that's you know, true. There was that, yeah, there was that sense. Like, no, there is that. There is something here. It's just the framework around it isn't isn't right. Yeah, um, I guess. Yeah. But, but I, I, I surely these companies these days realize this is not like a release. It's done. This is a long road. I mean, they probably didn't anticipate it would be this severe on launch, or maybe they did. Maybe they always knew. Yeah, it's not going. It's going to be a, <laughs> a bumpy. Uh, you know, few weeks and months, uh, but but we'll get through it. Um, I don't know. I mean, ho- hopefully they understood that from the beginning, and and we do have a roadmap for changes. I mean, they got loads of things which say in the roadmap. Like, I think there's there's a thing called super kicks, which isn't coming in, or big kicks, or something. It's not coming in. It's, 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 it's <laughs> DLC. Kicks. I play that. Something, some big <laughs> kick is happening, and you can add it to eFootball at the end of the year. 
So, but it's just this is ridiculous as well. Like this whole roadmap thing and all that kind of thing. It's basically like, look, we haven't finished the game. It's nowhere near ready. Like you know, it's just I don't know. Why, why really? I, I know they have to release it because they probably you know it's on a schedule or whatever. But it's still releasing it in this state. I think just doesn't do them any favors whatsoever. I've just had a look at this like premium player. Pra- uh, John, you said something else then. A premium <laughs> player pack for this. And it's like, it's 40 euros. So what's that in pounds? That's like, I don't know, 32, it's 35 pounds or something? I don't know. So what you get with this is you get you get the basic game and you also get some eFootball TM coins, which is the game's premium in-game currency. And then you get six random deals, and it says a random deal item allows you to hire one of the 16 ambassador and partner club players of the highest level. So it's all this, like, it's like ultimate team stuff like they put in this as well with, like, the coins and everything. This is... Oh, yeah. You know, I don't know. It doesn't look good. Yeah. Um, who who knows? Who knows where we'll be in a year's time of eFootball? Who bloody knows? I think they'll persist but, with it, but I I don't think... Yeah. I don't... I don't think they'll be able to salvage this, though, honestly. It's, it's got such a savaging that I, I don't see how it will be able to. But then, yeah, I mean, but then if they, 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 they've got to try, surely, because what else are they going to do? Like <laughs> Release another Metal Gear Solid game? That'd be That's nice. true. Yeah. Yep, why not? Castlevania. Well, actually, no, they've, they've released bad ones of those, haven't they, recently? So probably not bother. Yeah. But then, but then the most recent new Castlevania game was years ago now. Um, yeah. No, so, yeah, no, 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 no. There was that one that came out on, um, oh, what was it? It's come out on Apple Arcade recently, and it also came um, out on other stuff before, yeah. but apparently it's really bad. Grimoire so, yeah. of Souls or something. Yeah, that's the yeah. one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Um, anyway, I mean, we've basically done James is what you've been playing. Do you want to, is there anything else, James, you want to talk about? Uh, only Deathloop. Um, that's oh, yeah. the only thing, only other thing I play, which I'm very close to the end now. I just need to do, like, the final run on it yeah and i've tried it about finished it i thought you were i thought you were finished it by now so did i and it's like the first time it it's that alexis mission you know like the last one Mm -hmm. um it's just it's it's really difficult if you play the if you play with the play style i have which is basically kill everybody um it turns out there's a lot of people there to kill and it's quite difficult to do that and um i played the game mostly stealth and then mm. going into action if it really kicked off and i found that well i didn't find well difficult is the wrong word but the, the, that that alexis one which yeah it was the one i the, the last one before you go into like the proper end game stuff mm. um it felt like that was that one wasn't as kind of telegraphed as all the other methods you've had to get information or kill a visionary that one i i i was there for ages thinking what am i doing wrong here because the rest of the game says, go here, look at this, you're here, there's a target, so on and so forth. But that one is like, hey, you got to identify Alexis. And I'm like, well, how can I possibly do that? <laughs> I had like a couple of methods, which were clearly the start of a way to identify them. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, well, I've done that one. I've done that thing. Like, now what? And yeah, that was the only one I had to actually look up a guide saying, what am I doing wrong here? Mm. And, um, and actually how I, do- I looked up and I was like, okay, there's two ways here. And um, and then in the end, I just chanced. I just found him randomly. <laughs> it was oh. really weird. Yeah, that was the only bit of the game. I'm like, hmm, didn't quite, didn't quite work as seamlessly as the others. So, so you're finding it difficult, James? Because I'm finding it difficult because there's, you know, like obviously there's. Can I say anything about this? Because it will ruin stories, won't it, and stuff. But basically, mm. 
it's difficult because there's several targets like that you have to do. Yeah. And it's I can the trouble is is the area that you're in as soon as there's like an alert goes off it's like they just keep coming like the yeah. what's called the eternals just keep coming and even you know if you've got like pretty good guns or weapons or whatever it's still quite difficult because they can they also by this stage because the game levels doesn't it like the difficulty levels it, it feels yeah. like they especially in the evening the the character is a lot sharper shooting and they do a lot more damage so it's quite difficult you know to be able to think you know how can and if if you've alerted somebody that you're that you're there and they go off and hide. It's and there's also like hundreds of Eternals around everywhere. It's really quite difficult, you know, to get any further. It and what's a bit annoying is like the final. If you're trying to do like a final run, because you have to do like several like sort of missions in a row, like perfectly. If you mess up like at the end, it's really annoying because you're just like, oh, I have to do all of that all over again. And even oh, though the James, bits, James, are you in? Are you in that final bit where you've got everything lined up? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay, I was actually struggling before you get to that final bit. I was mm-hmm. like just identifying them, but then I, I kind of yeah, like I said chanced upon him. Oh right, yeah. So so you're actually, you're actually struggling in the final kind of run yes. towards the end. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it is the fact that you have to do the same thing like over and over again with that. And the stuff at the bit, the stuff at the earlier in the day is not difficult. It's fine, but it's still no. time consuming to have to do. And so each failure is just kind of like, oh, I've got to go back and do all of those again as well before I can even get back to here, you know, to have another attempt, uh, which is a bit irritating. This is the only time that I've felt irritated by the game because I've haven't suffered any bugs or anything really apart from that one crash, and it's kind of. I wouldn't say it's spoiling the enjoyment, but I would like. I'm starting to feel like I'd like closure now on this, and I'm. I know. I know. Eventually, I'll be able to do it. It's just finding the right way and maybe getting lucky or something like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, yeah. I am. Um, I finished it. I finished definitely this week, and um, after struggling to actually identify Alexis, as I just mentioned about seventeen times, um, the final run I did that in my first go, um, to the point where I'm like, man, is, is that kind of it? Um, but no, I, I, that that last run was fantastic. I thought I, I also changed my style. What I was doing is, I was changing my um, my uh, slabs ev- almost every single time. Or mm-hmm. every time you go like in between areas, and you get to change your loadout and your slabs. I was changing them every time based on who I was attacking. Whereas previously, up to up to that point, I basically played the game with my two. Uh, two or maybe three sometimes I'll switch out and switch one of them out but mostly my two favourite slabs my two favourite abilities but for that one I was like okay these two are going to be together therefore I'm going to move that one these two them two are like that so I'm going to change it to that and I think that really really helped um, yeah I think- like um, one of the slabs James is uh, I can't remember what it's called um, maybe it's telekinesis or something whereby you throw a grenade or something at an enemy and then any enemy that's kind of in their area that the grenade goes off, all the enemies are linked, so you can kill one enemy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's the that's die. the Nexus one. Yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. the one I've and, started and, using. Yeah, yeah, and that works on visionaries too, mm-hmm. which is a, a good, good, good. Oh tip. shit! Okay. Um, so there's a couple of them. Like, hang on, I can do this a lot easier. Um, so yeah, I I I, I, did, I did that in terms of like switching things up depending on the situation. But yeah, I thought that final run where you do all of them in a row, start in the morning, end at night, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Um, but mm. only because I, I guess I didn't, I, I didn't, because I did it in one go. I didn't feel any kind of frustration. Whereas if I was having to redo it a lot, it would definitely kill my enjoyment of it. Yeah, but I know, I'm, I'm sure I'll do it. It's just a case of like thinking, okay, I've got to go from the beginning again now and do this again, which is a bit irritating. But I know, I mean, Colt, I think is one of the great 
game characters. I think he's fantastic. I love playing as him. He's, he's yeah. really, really good. And the the con- like also the way that the dialogue between you and Juliana changes because of like story twists and everything is really clever. And yeah. I wonder when that runs out. Like because I've died quite a lot of times, and every time there's something new that sort of drives the story forward a bit as well, which is pretty cool. You know, because like when you when you come back to life on the the day, you have like a brief conversation with her, and as I said, it, it's different every time, which is. Impressive. I was gonna say it sounds a bit Hades, in that sense, because yeah, that, that yeah. did a really good job of that. And that mm-hmm. even when, as you say, even when you had a shite run, still felt like things were progressing somewhat, or there was something new to hear at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you, you do wonder when that's just going to run out. Yeah, I've so... had a couple of bits where I, I, I died at one part quite a lot and I was like and, and I ha- I did hear the start of a conversation the the same the start of the same conversation a few times. And also it, it didn't annoy me is the wrong word, but when you go like I kept having to do the night the um like the the base the final area where you see Alexis, I, mm-hmm. I did that loads because I kept dying trying to identify Alexis. And I'm like, if I have to hear someone telling me where the best place to stand by the fireworks is, <laughs> I'm going to go mad. Mm-hmm. But it's because like you start a level, you know, you 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 um you go into a certain bit, you wait for these like three enemy characters to move away, and they have like, the same dialogue every time, which I get, you know, it's it's a loop. But I heard that. See, it's same conversation between them three people a lot of times. But see, that's that's also probably because we have different like style of how we played this as well. Because I I'm not waiting for anything like with this. I've enjoyed oh, right. just going in there and just as soon as I see someone, I shoot them. You know, and it's just <laughs> it's it's Fucking great. Hell. It's really great. And like, yeah. I don't normally do this kind of thing in this sort of games, but in this, it feels so good. Like doing that, and I just think, okay, I'm going to clear this area out, and you can do it quite effectively and quickly. Like once you, especially once you've got loads of these slabs and everything that give you like these abilities. So I don't really hear like the repeated dialogue because you don't hear any dialogue, <laughs> they're all dead. No time. It's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, this this is yeah. I, Sean you should really play this though because it is no I, I will it's a very very good game like I really think it's one of the better like best games this year like that's come yeah. out it's yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Un- undoubtedly yeah no yeah. I've uh, so I've it's a bit boring but here it is uh, so I've moved my PC into a different room in the house because I you know I've, for years I've had a standing desk because um, initially it felt like it was a really good productivity boost. And that that just sort of went out of the window, just sort of got really fed up of it. And especially you can imagine doing like a full day at work, standing at the desk and then having to record this. Uh, it's not, not comfortable at all. So I've moved it. So I'm like, right, I can sit in front of my computer now and I can just sit down and play things. But I still, I, I haven't got the desk that I want and I haven't got the chair that I want. I'm just using like a dining table chair and it's killing my back. And, and I'm going to fix all this once we've had a load of housework done, which is the reason I'm not going to be on the show for the next couple of weeks. So it's like I'm just sort of at this point where it's like I'm so close to the setup that I want to actually just sit and play PC things again, um, but just not quite. Um, so, yeah, I am going to get into it in a couple of weeks. Just, uh, yeah, not yet. That I know what you mean because I've got the same – because at the moment, obviously, we've moved and I'm got curtains yeah. still. Yeah. Um, but then it's not just that. It's also like I need to get a, something to sit in when I'm playing games because <laughs> yeah. at the moment I'm sitting on the floor like in front of the TV. Have you not got a sofa? I thought you got a sofa when you... No, no, we got... A, but that's the thing. It's yeah. too far away. Right. And for... You know, you see, for me, there's like a comfort issue with this with, yeah. with 
with my eyes and it's mm-hmm. like I have to be with it like for certain games like FIFA I have to be sitting quite close because everything's quite small yeah, yeah. and I found the same thing with Deathloop as well because the text size in it is tiny yeah. and so it's just not com- like other games I can sit on like Life is Strange I could sit on the sofa and play that mm-hmm. because it doesn't, doesn't matter, matter so much, much. Yeah, you, know, yeah, yeah. you know but with stuff where you need to write, read the detail I have to get closer so yeah. I need a new chair it'd be nice can you just yeah. rearrange surely you can figure out a, a layout of the living room where you're closer or is it not that simple not really, because yeah. it would mean moving stuff. Yeah, like close, <laughs> uh, it wouldn't. It wouldn't look good. Okay. James, James wouldn't be happy. Just, just um, buy a TV on wheels, like yes, or like what school did in like the yeah, late eighties yeah, yeah. or nineties, <laughs> and you have to wheel it in. You wheel oh, you it know towards what? you. One of those things where they used to put the VCR that was like in a um like like a sort of a cage thing yeah. that you had yeah, like that, a lock yeah. on it to open it. Yeah, yeah, that so would I mean, probably be big yeah, enough for a we- PS5 we- as well. Towards the sofa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the PS5 would definitely fit in one of those as well. Because yeah. it's about the same size as those VCRs. You can wheel it into be. the bedroom if you can't be asked getting out of bed. Yeah. There's all sorts of all sorts of advantages. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is that it for you, James? Yeah, that's it. I've not really played anything else this week. Although I really need to get back to uh, what's it called. Um, I was going to say Phoenix Wright, but now it's you know the Great Ace Attorney because I've I've played oh, yeah. three three chapters of that, and but then just things have got in the way. I've not really had time, but we're going away this week, so I'm going to give it some time. Cool. Uh, I might do mine. Um, so I've started playing the Artful Escape. Oh yeah, um, fantastic! Absolutely charmed from this first, you know, from the title screen, um, and it's yeah, it's been an absolute joy so far. I mean, I'm only, I must only be like a, an hour or two in, um, but I, I it, it's one of those things. I feel like I need to ration it out. I don't want it to. I don't want to run out of it. I'm gonna <laughs> like you know because of the way it works. I'm probably not going to replay it if I play through it once. I'm not going to you know not necessarily going to revisit it. But I also don't want it to end too quickly. Um, yeah, I, that I is a fair concern because it's quite that. short. Yeah, it, it's not very long. You can do it in about five, six hours. Yeah, I think. and it's just like a, a sort of guaranteed, you know, serotonin hit every time. So it's, <laughs> I feel like I need to just sort of, you know, pull it out at the opportune moments. Um, but yeah, I absolutely adore it um, so far. Like I was, like I mean, you know what I'm like about music, a, a dick. Um, <laughs> so I was expecting to be like, eh, you know, I'm not really getting on with the soundtrack or anything. But no, it's fucking brilliant. It's, ab- it's absolutely wonderful. Um, like even the, you know, like initially there's, yeah, the, the whole thing of um, you living in your, your uncle's shadow and he was this famous folk singer who definitely sounds an awful lot. Um, like, oh my God, I've forgotten his name. Fuck. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, thank you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and uh yeah, and it's like and it opens with this song that is it's it's funny because it, in the context of the story I'm like is this supposed to be like a piss take of Bob Dylan because it's beautiful. Like it's, it's such a good imitation of a Bob Dylan song. Um but then you know the the story sort of paints it as like, you know, your main character sort of resents the, you know, the whole sort of folk musician thing. And the and the, you know, the game is his sort of journey of discovery. So it, it's it's interesting how the the sort of the folk stuff in the game sort of sits in that context. But it's it's really beautifully done. Um Yeah, the soundtrack is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and like then the way it goes from folk to 
yeah, know, the sort of mad prog, prog or stuff. whatever it does, yeah. and, and back again and whatnot. And and Fuses too is really really clever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just the fact that it it feels you know even though your your actual interaction with it is fairly loose um it just it's enough that it feels like you've got a bit of expression in in the way that you play it and it's really cool um so yeah i'm really enjoying that the name thing is really stupid uh i don't know why they made that decision we talked the other week about the fact that so you get to pick um you know like a an adjective to go in front of your stage name which everyone reads out so you know mad or or colorful or whatever <laughs> um and and they'll say oh yeah you're the mad and then does that guitar noise for your actual name because you type your name yeah. in and it's bizarre i don't really know why they made that decision just give me I mean, two lists of words to pick from and then yeah exactly yeah. that would probably be better yeah if they'd have just yeah just like an adjective and then a yeah yeah for it would have been yeah. fine so that's really odd um but other than that yeah, I'm, yeah it, it definitely kind of, it took it had the opposite effect for me it's not like hey you know seeing my name up in lights as it were it's like actually no just it loses yeah any kind of hit you yeah. normally get i rather it was yeah hey ted does that like, oh, okay amazing but it's just yeah it's, okay fine i'd, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd almost rather just not have any choice over the name at all and just have it be, you know, yeah. seamless and in the but, way people read it out rather than... But yeah, but I think I think the, the best compromise and the way, you know, it would lean, link into the story themes is, you know, obviously choosing your own name, defining who you are, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And yeah. that's, I guess, why they gave you full control because mm-hmm. that truly is you being, you know, yeah. it's, it's, be, it's you being you without being directed by anything else. But the fact that obviously they can't read the name out and just have the wow, 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 wow. It's just, yeah, yeah. wasn't as good. Yeah, weird. But no, other than that, absolutely love it um yeah everything about the presentation obviously the soundtrack but the visuals as well um just absolutely stunning like isaac's been really enjoying just watching it with me um yeah it's been great proper good um the thing i've put most time into this week is hot wheels unleashed um excellent okay yeah so this is the new uh racing game which is you know (laughs) entirely hot wheels themed and which you would think it's like a, a fucking open goal in terms of video games, right? Like, like Hot Wheels cars are absolutely huge. It's this, you know, unbelievable library of all these like weird and wonderful cars. You know, some just renditions of real life cars, but then um, lots of really cool, like imaginative ones. Um, but there hasn't been much. Like, there are there are plenty of Hot Wheels games. Most of them are pretty bad. The the best shout that Hot Wheels has had in terms of video games was probably the Forza Horizon Three DLC. Um, and even then, it was only a, a like a really small selection of cars to choose from. Um, so I'd been keeping an eye on this because like Isaac's really into Hot Wheels, and um, like you know by extension, so am I. Like they are just really cool. Like you know, we mentioned on the show before, like if your kid has like a, a bin full of like tiny toy cars, you can spot the Hot Wheels ones without even digging through it. They're just mm-hmm. obviously just really cool and like really intricately designed compared to like any of the others. Um so yeah, so you know we've got like a, a big sort of collection of Hot Wheels cars at this point. Um so I was excited about this and I was sort of but you know cautious because as I say most Hot Wheels games have been pretty bad up until now. And then uh yeah so the reviews came out and then matt it was you wasn't he posted in the whatsapp group it was like ign have just given it nine out of ten <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so yeah so i read the review and i was like oh my god um so yeah so pre-ordered it um yeah it's i absolutely love it it's it is just like an, an incredibly good arcade racer 
um first and foremost um like the like it's if you're in if you're like expecting like a sort of micro machines style thing right it, you're probably going to be a little bit disappointed because it's there are bits of tracks where you're sort of racing like in the environment like you might be on like a countertop or, or on the floor or something but for the most part it is those sort of orange like hot wheels tracks right so it's in that sense there's like you know there's all these different environments you can race in but the environment is kind of arbitrary because you're essentially just on this this orange track that kind like mostly exists sort of separately from the environment it's in um but as a result it's you know the developers have been completely free to do whatever they want with the tracks and they're just yeah they're so good um there's like the main mode is where you sort of you have this like city map which is like one of those you know like like play like sort of playroom like rugs that you might have with all the you know like a town on it and you're like looking down at this town and you're sort of working your way across it and there's like different races and and time trials and stuff there's not much variation in terms of you know like the types of events it is pretty much races and time trials and then there's boss races um but the boss races fuck me the track design's just absolutely nuts it's like mario kart level stuff um just like the amount of mad shit going on like fans blowing you around bits where you can you know possibly fall off the track the sort of you know all the sort of weird and wonderful like hot wheels like track bits like a fucking snake um that can bite down and you know spider that shoots webs at you as you're trying to drive through it um just you know there's these like amazing segments with like magnetized track i think i sent you guys a clip didn't i where i sort of boosted kind of at the wrong time and it kind of sent me sort of flying away from this magnetized track and, yeah, and yeah. it's just this ended up being this huge like drop that I think you're supposed to cling to the track for the entirety of it. But I sort of managed to, you know, like that's like in Mario Galaxy where you sort of accidentally hit a jump the kind of the wrong way and you sort of, oh my god, I'm just going to fly off into space. This I feel sick. <laughs> and it was just that sensation, um, and then sort of eventually sort of you know came back down onto the track, and I was just like, oh my god, this feels so good. Um, I mean, you know, like whenever we talk about a racing game, like for us, it always comes back to the sort of why should you play this over, you know, the most recent Forza Horizon? And obviously, you know, Forza Horizon 5 is is like, what, a month away now? Um, or just over. Yeah, yeah, it's not, not far. Um, I mean, and, you know, Hot Wheels is the short answer. Like, I don't think you need to have like an interest in Hot Wheels to play this. It's definitely just a really good arcade racer despite that. But if you are into Hot Wheels, like it just like elevates it um even further like it's like the the amount of cars that's available and again it, it runs the you know the full range from like the realistic ones to like the fucking the the toilet on wheels or the the burger van and stuff um and people can just do their like their own custom paint jobs and upload them there's like you know again similar to forza horizon there's just a full library you can just sort of look through um so like every like when you get a new car it's like right that's really cool now let's see like the skins people have done for it um which is is proper good fun um so in terms of it being hot wheels i've mm. never got i didn't get into hot wheels when i was younger mm. and LED isn't either like are there something like oh i i know that hot wheels car yes so like i was i was properly buzzing when we first uh loaded the game up you get like a you know some boxes um which you know each like you get like you start with like three boxes each one has a random car in it and yeah we got uh roger dodger which was which is one of mine and isaac's favorites um which <laughs> it's it basically it's a it's a dodge charger um but for some reason there's like a, a like a that you, like you can also get 
like a Hot Wheels Dodge Charger, but then Roger Dodger is like a special one for some reason. Um, so yeah, okay, so it's so like, oh, fuck, we got Roger Dodger. That's that physical car. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was really cool. Um, and like, yeah, there's another one, Surf and Turf, that we've we've got the actual you know um, toy of as well, which is which is wicked. Um, yeah, it's it's so good. I mean, I've not even delved into like there's multiplayer and stuff, um, which I've not got into yet. Um, we're just having a great time, just just making our way through the campaign. Um, so it's weird because when when I first heard of this, I thought this was like an add-on or something, you know, for mm. like Forza or something like that. That there was because they they seem to do that kind of thing a lot. I didn't realize it was like a whole full completely yeah, new game, fully its own thing. Say, yeah. um, it looks incredible. Um, I mean, I'm playing on the Series S, so. I don't know if it's proper ray tracing, but fuck me, the lighting's amazing. Like the just the accuracy of like the reflections of everything like around you, like on the track, um, it's just absolutely beautiful. Um, and like constant sixty frames as well. Um, there's like a really good photo mode as well. Um, the soundtrack's okay. It does this weird thing. Um, whenever you boost, it like like the the background music like goes up in pitch and then down again when you stop boosting and it sounds awful i have no idea <laughs> who signed off on that this sounds absolutely terrible because it's not like it goes like a i don't know like a full octave up or whatever like it just sounds like oh that just sort of went out of tune for 3 seconds and then came back down again really weird how weird um <laughs> but yeah i it's it's just on it's been great fun um how, how um is it much it, how Trackmania is it? Because I, I watch our trailers and reviews and like this look, looks and feels very Trackmania. It is, it is, is very it, Trackmania. It? Yes, it's. I mean, uh, of what I've played of it so far, like the tracks haven't been as technical, but then I still, I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm only sort of five, six hours in, something like that. Um, and obviously, you can make your own. It's got a full track editor, and again, you can you can share those online and stuff. Um, and it's like the track editor is like really like freeform as well, like. You know, like with the Trackmania one, it's all like preset pieces of track, and obviously there's there's tons of them to choose from. Um, but it has to be, you know, whatever you make has to be made from those preset bits. Whereas this is literally like, right, another bit of road starts here, ends here. Like you can set exactly where it starts and ends, and then you can tilt it exactly how you want, like any angle at the start and end, and it just awesome. sort of figures out the curve of it from there. Um, so yeah, like I'm, I can't wait to start looking at user created tracks because I think they're going to be absolutely nuts. Um, yeah, I, yeah, this looks fantastic. It's it's so good. Like if you are, you know, if you're jonesing for Horizon Five and you don't want to wait, um, you want you know a a very good arcade racer to play in the meantime. Like I can't recommend this enough. Um, I've had so much fun with it's, it. It's not it's not on Game Pass, is it? It's not on Game Pass. No, nah. to pay money for it, absolutely disgusting. <sighs> but um, and there's, there's, yeah, yeah, that was the only thing. So the, obviously the game's like forty quid, and then there's a season pass. That's like it's like another like thirty quid or something. Which I know, that's probably that? that's probably standard. Um, I can't remember the last time I bought a season pass, but it's a bit like okay, that's quite a lot extra. And it's not, you know, it's not entirely clear what's going to be in it. I don't think, but yeah, whatever. Right. That's, I mean, that's nitpicking. Um, yeah, proper good. Really like it. Um, <laughs> I've also played Wipeout Rush, the the f- oh, fantastic the phone one. I'm sure you have as well, James. Uh, no, I've not touched it. Have you not? I mean, I probably oh, should have done because it. it's. It's all my favourite stuff. I mean, it's got it's card card base, isn't it? Yep. So it's, well, yeah. not really. Um, I mean, short version. Yeah, it's 
absolutely everything uh, you you feared it would be. It's horrible. It's like it's not bad. It's not a bad game as as such. It's just incredibly cynical. It's just like right, let's just you know deploy every trick in the book to keep people hooked. It's full of adverts. It's you know. Like the thing you spend most of your time doing, aside from the actual races, which are, again, you know, barely interactive, you you press a button to make your ship go at the start, and then you have like you know one weapon or item that you can use at some point in the race. That's it. That's all you do in the races. Um, but the other main thing you do is you have this test track where just like your sort of fleet of of ships are just flying around the track and earning you money over time. Um, and if you have two cars of the same level, you can merge them to create a car of the next level up. So car, ship, whatever. Um, and it literally, and it's just this process of like, and you know, and oh yeah, you can pay money to buy more ships, right? So they sort of, you have these, these, these inventory slots and it's like, right, you've got a level three car and a level two car, right? Let's buy two level one cars, merge them to make a level two, merge, merge that with the other level two to make a level three, merge that with the level three to make a level four and, and, you know, and so on and so forth. Um, and like that is weirdly compelling, but then after ten minutes, you're just like, "What the fuck am I doing? Why am I doing this? This is awful." This is <laughs> like it's it's one of those things where it's like they've just created a little system where there's just enough things to click on and move around constantly that you kind of stop thinking about what you're doing or why you're actually doing it. Um, and it's so it just, sounds very very cynical. It is, like, and, and as I say, yeah. it's it's slick enough. Um, you know, there's. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just, yeah, there's just very little actual game there. Um, and, yeah, just yeah, just feels like a really cynical way to make you stare at your phone and, you know, look at a load of adverts or pay a tenner to not have to see the adverts. Um, and obviously there's there's timers Ow. for... So was that stuff. a joke? Nope. Tenner. What, £10 to remove ads? I believe so, yeah. So I've I've done a James I've, I've done a James Farley now now I'm being oh okay right now I'm being uh, quizzed I mean, on it I, be, I th- I'm pretty sure it was but it's uh, pretty sure it, it might have been it may not but, have been yeah. I, I've, <laughs> I mean I've uninstalled it so I can't check um, but yeah I mean it like in the you know the reviews on the Google Play Store everyone was just destroying it which is not not necessarily you know nerds destroy things that don't necessarily deserve it quite a lot but yeah I. I, yeah, don't know what they were thinking. Well, no, I do know what they were thinking. It's probably going to make them some money. It's just a shame. Um, like, if this really is, you know, like the last wipeout thing we see, fingers crossed it won't be. But if it is, what a hell of a way for that franchise to go. Jesus. Um, I didn't even know it was already out. I know, no, like, we read that news report the other week, but I didn't realise... I didn't see anyone talking about it. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, after today, you probably won't. Um, no, this is the most coverage it's got. Um, oh, another quick one. I've got to put this in the dock. Um, I mean, this is kind of going to be a, a slow burn. So I got the Castlevania Advance Collection. Um, so, you know, this is the the ports of all the Game Boy Advance Castlevania games to the Switch. Um, and so, yeah, I've just been, I've been playing a bit of Circle of the Moon, which is the the first GBA one, and it's still That's well so good. good. Yeah, yeah it's still great there's the you know the fact that it sort of has you know the sort of metroid leanings but it has that card system where you mm-hmm. know you, you pick up cards as you go and then it's you equip two of them at any one time and then there's all sort of different interactions between different cards and it's just yeah it's great um so i'm really enjoying that it's just like it's a perfectly decent um port it's got you know 
uh, options in terms of like uh, visuals, um, you know, so you can have it like so it's literally sort of one to one pixels, like you know, compared to the original, or you can make it full screen, or there's like different filters and stuff. Um, and you know, quality of life things like you've got access to you know save states and stuff, which is nice. Um, I mean, also you should be able to see it as well, which must be because I re- yes. remember because I, I remember getting it on the original Game Boy yeah. Advance, you know, it came out and it was like really, you know, the screen on that thing was terrible, yeah. and I just remember it being a struggle being able to see, but it was so <laughs> worth it because it was such a good game. Yeah, I mean, I'd even forgotten that it had a card based system in it, and. <laughs> It didn't bother me, obviously, because otherwise I'd have remembered that, and it was it yeah. was so good. But it's also, I mean, is the music intact here? Yeah? Oh, it gosh, still yeah, sounds yeah. as it should do. Cause... Fucking title screen music. Because I remember I mentioned this on Twitter a while ago. I think there was a thing. Was there like a you know a, a prompt tweet during the rounds that was like, "What was the last thing in games that like just made you realize like, oh my god, this is a, a leap forward." Um. And I remember thinking, yeah, like for when I first heard that title screen music, because it was like one of the first GBA games I'd, I'd seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like, oh my God, a handheld, like, because it's like this, this sort of eerie sort of singing. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, not knowing that handhelds could do like sampled audio. Yeah. And it was just like, oh my God, there is a literal fucking ghost in the room. What is happening? Like, this is. <laughs> Like absolutely blew my mind. Um, also, like it's the, some of the, I mean, some of the the music in that game is so good. Yeah. I mean, I've talked about it before because mm-hmm. I just love it so much. Like the sinking old sanctuary is my the mm-hmm. version of that on the circuit of the moon mm-hmm. is I think easily the best. Yeah. And partly because I think of the limitations of the Game Boy, yeah, it sounds even better. Mm-hmm. It's just so good. I still listen to it from time to time because it's just mm-hmm. it sounds really really good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so as I say, this is going to be a slow burn because I'm I'm chipping away at um, Circle of the Moon, and then, well, mind you, I'm not going to have access to most of my consoles for the next week and a half, so I'll probably probably make quite a bit of progress. Um, but then also, I'm really keen to get on to Aria of Sorrow and Harmony of Dissonance. Is that right? The other two, um, yeah. So, and then yeah. there's but there's also is it Dracula X, which I think is a, a one of the various remakes of Rondo of Blood. But then I'm yeah, it's yeah. that's not Metroidvania style. Yeah, I don't think yeah. that's just regular action yeah which one was portrait of ruin what was that for? that was, was one that of the ds? ds ones wasn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which and the ds ones were, were great too i'd be it'd be yeah i mean obviously i don't know how they would do it but i'd be very happy if they tried to port those as well um, god yeah they had such a good run of those games they really did were like they were great like they were really great yeah. i mean maybe they weren't up to like i mean you know like symphony of the night or whatever but mm. they were still very very fun yeah, like, yeah. And very very like engaging yeah absolutely yeah and then yeah and then there was Lords of Shadow, which was actually decent, I thought. Um, but then apparently the second one was piss. Um, and then they also did, yeah, because they did Mirror of Fate, didn't they? The, the sort of 2.5D mm-hmm. one, which I, I I played a bit of on the Xbox because I saw it was like £2.50 on sale. Because, um, you know, it's, that originally came out on the 3DS and they also did like an HD console version. Yeah, it's really bad. Didn't didn't like it at all. Um, no, I played I played the 3ds version, I think, and yeah. I think yeah, it's because I I just really wanted a Castlevania game. Yeah, and it I mean, probably wasn't really that probably on the 3ds <laughs> it would have fared a lot better because obviously you've, you've got the novelty of it being handheld and and stuff. But mm-hmm. and obviously the visuals, you, you know what you you know what to expect on a 3ds. Whereas this, I was like, this is on my telly, and this game was clearly looks, never meant yeah. to be on anyone's telly. It's like, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. so yeah. Um, yeah, Circle of the Moon, proper good. Really excited to crack on with that and then get on to the other, um, the other ones in the collection. Excellent. 
that's it from me. Matt, have you got any right. others? Uh, the only other thing I've I've started uh, Outer Wilds DLC, oh, yeah. Echoes of the Eye. Just starting that game again, it brings all the memories back. The music <laughs> is just absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. I can't get over how good that music is. Yeah. Um, Echoes of the Eye, I know really nothing about it. Um, I knew I was going to buy it. Um, it, but even starting it, I was like, "How? So how do? How? Where is like the? Where is the DLC?" Mm. And um, but basically, there is no like go here and start. I thought, is it on the menu system? I mean, I did have my old save, which I brought over, which um, which the developers recommend you have an old save. Yeah. Um, I know I don't know what the difference is playing a game with or without the old save. I don't think you need to. Um, but basically, to start a DLC, there's like a new exhibition in the observatory, and then you go there. And then you start pulling the pieces together. I, I right. don't think I've even properly got into the DLC. Uh, I'm still kind of working out the clues and mm-hmm. and whatnot. Cause it, you know, I, I, Outer Wilds is undoubtedly one of my all time favorite games. Um, mm-hmm. But it was still incredibly obtuse. And I had to look at a guide for a bit of it. Um, but I'm gonna try not to do it for this because I want to savor this. I don't just want to. Yeah. Okay, I'll get. I'm getting a bit stuck. I'll look at a guide and move on. It's just, it's still, I still find it absolutely beautiful just to, just to go to a planet's surface and just watch, you know, watch the end of the cycle. Mm-hmm. I still think that's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, no, I, I, I need to get this because I, yeah, never finished the game, but I do still want to. And it would be cool to be able to go back and just enjoy it with the DLC, you know, on top as well. Yeah. Uh, something in DLC is only like 12 or 13 quid, but I realised mm-hmm. I didn't actually own the game because I must have played it previously when Outer Wilds was on Game Pass. That's right, so it's not like, anymore, oh, is it? I don't, yeah. I don't actually own it. So, um, yeah, I bought the game and then bought the DLC. What sort of and, fan um, are you? I don't know, I realised, hang it. on, I don't like the game at all, do I? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I'm I'm so happy to be back in back back in that in that galaxy in that universe mm-hmm. uh, to work out what these mysteries are. I'm gonna try and yeah try to minimise any kind of guide looking at, uh, but it is it is obtuse. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's beautiful. We'll see where I am this time next week. But um, the first game is an it's absolute all timer for me. Mm-hmm. So it's amazing to be back in that back in that same so same place with same music and yeah I, I saw it's got incredibly good review scores mm-hmm. um at the place it has been reviewed so i'm excited to see uh what mysteries uh, i found within it i've just realized this it might qualify for a second run at the game of the year yes i've also Trophy. realized that that might be painful <laughs> mightn't it get playing you can, it. You can try you can try <laughs> and- if it's a substantial bit of DLC, I think it's well within reason. Sean, play it, and we can have a real good go. Oh, yeah, year. I will eventually. Uh, James, you never played Outer Wilds, did you? Uh, I played it for about five minutes, and so I'm not qualified to give an opinion. Oh, on you it, love it, James. It's it's just good fucking sci-fi, man. I know, I know. I should. It's just I don't know. I I just there was when that came out. Wasn't there like loads of things out all at the same time? I think I can't remember. Possibly I came to it late anyway, so I don't know. Yeah, and now it's not on Game Pass. It's even less likely. I'll, it's only on Xbox, isn't it? <laughs> it's not on anything else. Uh, and it it's came on PC out on... as well. Sorry, go on, Matt. It's on P. I know this is on PC as well. I don't know what I'm pretty sure it came out on PS4 slash five, didn't it? Have I made that up? Don't know. I don't know. Let's have a look. Let's, let's check. I don't know. Maybe With one day. The internet. Mm. Um, if it fucking works, <laughs> still no sign yeah, of Facebook I, I or WhatsApp or Instagram. Um, 
yeah, uh, right. Shall we? Oh, yeah, oh, it's on Switch as well. Oh, I didn't wow. know that. Okay, that's interesting. That's actually. Oh, I know it'll be a compromised version, but I'll actually yeah, finish it, it. That game for me is about kind of you know the music and the headphone and it's like mm. enjoying it on a nice big large screen. I definitely I would lose so much while playing it on the Switch. Yeah. Oh, sorry, planned Nintendo <laughs> well, Switch yeah, port for release in December twenty one. So no, that's, okay. not, that's not out yet. I think I'd rather James, play on buy, something more powerful. Buy, just buy an Xbox and play on Xbox, yeah. James. Mm. Or PlayStation. Do it, do it now. Do it now. Um, right. Should we get on to questions? Let's. If you want to send us a question, go to tcgs.co forward slash dearTCGS. Mac says, James has alluded that since his move to Germany, his internet connection is both better and quicker. With this in mind, would he consider giving Stadia another go and reporting back on his experience? <laughs> No, why would I do that? <laughs> do you know, I still, I'm no, pretty I sure I'm, I'm entering like month three of my three month trial, and I haven't touched it. There's, just, there's I've no need for it. I know because most of the games you already played exactly. in like 2015. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, why have you got a trial? Was it a free offer? Yeah, I think I just got an email. It was like, oh, do you want three months free? And it was like, obviously, yeah, three months of the whatever it is, Stadia Pro or whatever. And I was like, yeah, do you know what? Because there might be some free games in there that I haven't played and and why not? And it turns out the reason why not is just because I won't look at it. <laughs> just haven't touched you it. You should still log in and claim them, not that you'll yeah. ever go back and play them. Yeah, but. you're right. I should. You know I, might, I might do it now. I might see, might see what's on there. Because uh, I think they change... I think now you can basically go in, claim everything in the library and then... I think it's like still later, you still don't have access once your sub runs out, though, right? Yes, that is I true. Think. But at least you would have claimed. Although, what's the point? Yeah, what is the point of it? Uh, anyway? James, uh, speaking about your good internet, have you tried other things? Like, I think you probably have, but is Remote Play a lot better? Is XCloud a lot better? Or have you not tried that stuff really? I've not. I mean, Remote Play doesn't really make any difference, does it? I mean, as in, like, if you're in the, the same house, it's the same because it's over like a regular network but yeah i've not really tried anything yet i should probably try xcloud because that's the only thing i've got access to that's yeah that kind of service but um yeah i'd imagine it probably would work better mm. hey uh at- especially with consoles are wired out yes yeah outriders yeah. is on sale on stadia it's only 36 quid bargain I mean, it is free on game absolute Pass. bargain um <laughs> oh so control ultimate edition is, is free on stadia pro at the moment uh, so if I hadn't recently finished that, that would be really good, wouldn't it? Um, Mafia 3. Oh, DreamWorks uh, Spirit. Lucky's Big Adventure. Nice. Uh, okay, next question. It's not, yeah, it's not. Uh, Control's been free on everything. Like, they've given that away on everything by now, surely. Yeah. It's been, been one of those, hasn't it? And it deserves better. It's really good. Well, um, like it sold incredibly well, and they'll give away it away free and then okay. get sales on DLC. Yeah, fair dues. Um, the next question comes from Betty Swallocks who says hi TCGS I uh, hope you're doing well on planet there's nothing funny about that I don't know why no need to dwell on that uh, hope you're doing well on planning ahead for the game of the year show best podcasting entertainment of the year I need some advice as VR gaming is a complete blind spot for me I'm interested in getting into VR and looking at the Oculus Quest 2 as an affordable way to do so but my question is do I need a decent PC to be able to make the most of it or will the PC just act as an avenue to buy games for it? My laptop is not so good, and I don't want to waste my money on the Quest 2 and then not be able to maximise it as a result. Thanks for any support or advice. Bethy Swallocks, brackets. Not my real name, obviously. I'm just trying to get you to say a funny name. My real name is Ivor Bentcock. Um, no, you don't need a PC well, at all. 
Um, it's it's a cool thing to have, and it will you know get you access to like PC only VR games. But there is still plenty to occupy yourself with on the, on the Quest Two for sure. For example, Matt, any any games you'd like to recommend on the Oculus Quest Two? I would recommend Zombieland VR Headshot Fee. We've just had our VR master. No, no, I'm not <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the joy of Quest Two is that it stands alone. Don't need a PC. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, like and, even and arguably. Go to. And I agree. Like the the quest scene is um is is much more vibrant than than PC VR these days mm. at the moment. We're kind of in a bit of a holding pattern until until people see what's next for PC VR. But no, there's mm. there's tons of things out for Quest. Uh, it feels like PC uh, VR as a market is really solely focused on Quest and Quest Two mm-hmm. and whatever's coming next in terms of Quests. Um, so no, you don't need a PC, but you do have the benefit, as Sean said, of if you get a you know, decent USB-C cable, you can play things like Half-Life Alex if you have the PC that can handle it, because when you plug in your Quest to a PC, it turns into a Rift. Yep. So you can play... And you do it wirelessly now as well, you can't know, you? That's, now, that's like officially in. Yeah, 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 wirelessly as yeah. well. So you can wirelessly connect to your PC for that kind of stuff. Um, you can basically play, yeah, anything that's PC VR only you can play. Mm-hmm. But that was how I played Half-Life Alex, plugging my Quest yeah. into my PC. But like, but um, as you say, there's, there's so much there's, of there's the... A, there's a hugely vibrant market on, on Quest anyway. Yeah. So you, you don't necessarily have to unless you want to go for the much more... You know the the the, the uh, a different PC VR experience, shall we say? Yeah, and as you say, so much of the appeal of the Quest is the immediacy and accessibility of it. Like you know, even having the the ability to play PC stuff on my Quest, I just often don't bother because it's just a bit of a, like it's it's as easy as it could ever be, right? It's not like it's not a fast, yeah, but it's, it's just now. Yeah, yeah, but it's just an extra hurdle as opposed to just putting the thing on and standing in my living room. So yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely yeah. check out the Quest too, man. Well worth it. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, ben Syme, follow-up from last week and the lack of knowledge on the Fantastic Four. I was wondering if I was going to get pulled up on that. I'll address that in a second. Uh, the response to the question got me wondering, what would each of your superhero names be? If you want to throw in a power, then go for it too. I mean, we started having, we started getting nicknames, but they're not really, not really superhero names, are they? I think Big Gun sounds like someone from Suicide Squad. Actually, so yeah, no, actually, yeah, Big Gun does does work. Guilty Pleasure doesn't really, though, does it? I don't know. Guilty Pleasure, it, yeah, it does work. You can't have yeah, a superhero that called that Guilty far Pleasure. Away from like a DC Suicide Squad kind of vibe. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, James. It, I mean, Doctor Boomstick. Doctor Boomstick already exists. Yeah, yeah, we've already got our superhero names, haven't we? Yeah, yeah done. And then there's David. Yeah, there's Dave. I think that works even better. Yeah, just Dave. leave it as that. Super cool, Dave. Yeah, it's like a nice juxtaposition between the rest yeah, of them. Yeah, Dash is yeah. the most hardcore. Yeah. But no, uh, yeah, the Fantastic Four stuff. So I mentioned Susan Storm, and I was like, oh yeah, I think she has like a force field. I don't think she has a nickname. Her nickname, for those who don't know, is the Invisible Woman. <laughs> oh yeah, what <laughs> she what her power is. <laughs> she can fly. Yeah. Because I, I the thing, what, what's especially bad is that when we were doing that bit, I was remembering the theme tune from the cartoon. Which goes, Reed Richards is elastic, Sue disappears from sight. Johnny's the human torch and the thing just loves to fight. And for some reason... I'm just, I know, so you had that, you're like, but, but what does she do? Yeah. Mm. Oh, bloody hell. I, I think I was getting confused with her from The Incredibles. I think that's what happened. <laughs> the one who does have the force field. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's an easy mistake to make, actually. Yeah. Uh, Maria Mendieta says, Dear TCGS Coaster Tycoons, Arcane Studios refuses to put ladders in their virtual worlds. In a 2016 interview with Game Informer magazine, studio heads mentioned these in-game objects only serve as death traps since the majority of players tend to fall off them. 
Apart from doors in heavy rain, what would you add to this list of annoying objects you would remove from games? That's a good question. Fuck. Um, doors? I mean, it says apart from doors, but just generally... You've got to have doors. You know, you're going to, if you see a door in a game, like, am I going to have to... Is this going to come out or going to have to go through it's it? A, yeah, it's an interesting... I remember someone tweeting about this, like when they were, they were explaining to like a, a family relative like why game design is really fucking hard. And it was like, okay, so you're in a building and there's like one door the player needs to go through. How do you make sure the player knows that? <laughs> like, how do you how do you make sure the player has like a sense of which doors can open and which can't? Because mm. you do, you do, don't you? Like, it, it feels like you have like a sixth sense in a lot of games where you're just like, oh, well, I know, I know all these doors in this building are kind of non-essential. How? Like, and it's because there there are weird little visual tricks and stuff, uh, you know. Um, so it's yeah, it's a really interesting problem. But you can't just get rid of the doors, Matt, because then environments would look really weird. They would, yeah. Yeah. Also, you won't be able yeah, to I use guess. them for traps and stuff like that if you're playing certain games, you know? What get, What do you mean? Name a well, game you know, like if you play a first person trap. <laughs> well, you know, you like first-person shooters, you do this yeah. all the time, or at least I do. You know, you get get behind a door and then wait for the enemies to just keep coming through the door okay. and just drive away. You know, <laughs> yeah, but the, so that, that just means that's that's the opening, not the door itself, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, a, yeah, I did do a it, lot it of that. Like, you know, it creates like a you know, bottleneck, doesn't it? Yeah. So then they that's what I mean. It so then, it's, yeah. not, it's, it's the gap that the door creates once opened. So actually, you yes, could just yeah. remove the door, and you'd still have your tactical advantage. Well, no, because it's you've, yeah, but the the door is a warning that you know when the door opens, you know someone's coming. If there's no door there, then <laughs> it'd be more of yeah, you get less warning. Okay, yeah, all right, all right, it works. Yeah, I did find enemies in Deathloop wouldn't always go through a door. Yeah, uh, really, which I found a bit annoying. So, but then there's some doors you can kind of unlock remotely. So mm-hmm. I was doing that, and then like firing off a couple of shots, and then the door would close. No one would come back through the door. I'd open the door again, <laughs> fire off some more shots. I mean, I tell you what's Good great times. with that, Matt. You get like the you know the the perforator um, perk. You know, you put on your gun. Oh, where you shoot all... through multiple people. Yeah, yeah. You get them all coming in. Get your <laughs> yeah. shotgun out. Yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> yeah, I did that. I did that at the par- the party or something. It was very good. <clears throat> what else? Um, there must be a more interesting. Yeah, answer I mean, this, I, I mean, I know lava. The lava thing is what. Lava. I hate lava in games. It's always very <laughs> annoying. You know, like you know, like the sort of the one one instant touch it and you're dead. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. Or you sit on fire. That kind of stuff. It's just irritating. There's a bit in Dark Souls Two you're really gonna like. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I always remember the from Mario sixty four. You know, like in yes. the that the lava in that was always really irritating, and that sort of. You know, when he does the jumping around and it's, screaming. Yeah, because in Mario 64, the way it handles it is sort of a compromise, right? It's not like the poison where you touch it and you're dead. It's the whole, right, right, he will jump back out and then he will be difficult to control for about five seconds. But if yeah. you can weather that, you're okay. And yet, yeah, still uniquely fucking it's frustrating, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what, doors and lava, no more doors and lava, gone. Game game's fixed. What what, what do I have to do with lava? That's true. Well, I mean, it's, just, it's doubly gone, isn't it? Yes. It's absolutely it's abs- gone. It's, it's gone twice. Uh, right, the next question comes from Suspicious Name. That's Sue, oh, Susan, yeah. Suspicious Hello, Name. Sue. Uh, game of the Year rolls around, and Sean has picked another game that you've never heard of, but you know it's a, quote, Sean game. 
<laughs> without using another game to compare it to, describe what is a Sean game. Also, if you have time, what is a Matt game, a Dave game, and a James game? <laughs> I mean, I can't answer this one. A Sean game is just an indie game no one's heard of. <laughs> and that's it, really. I mean, it, it, I wouldn't even go further in terms of mechanics. <laughs> it's usually, so it's usually an indie game no one's heard of that then suddenly becomes critically acclaimed, yeah. is usually what sort of happens. Yeah. <laughs> But then we yeah. hear about it from John Denton. Yeah. So, you know, it's fine. The only, the only voice Yeah, so really it's like, it, what is a John game? Yeah. yeah. And Sean game is like a piggyback. Yeah, it's just, just copying yeah. him really, aren't they? It? It's an indie <laughs> game we haven't heard of that we're playing. I like, know, oh, actually, this is brilliant. <laughs> uh, I mean, in terms of the others, like a Mac game. I don't know if we have other games. I don't know, yeah. Do we? I mean, like a... Like, I know, like, you enjoy, like, very cinematic stuff, like, very story-led stuff, but then there are plenty of examples that contradict that as well. So Yeah, I don't think the rest of us have a... I mean, I know what isn't a James game, and that's obviously, like, a you know, a card-based yeah. roguelike. Yeah. Um, but the rest of us don't know. I don't think we have... I don't think we have um, a Starly game. I mean, not, not that you have a Starly game, it's just that yeah. we would refer to it as a Sean yeah. game. <laughs> If you were to recommend an indie game you haven't heard of, I mean James games. Well, I don't are... think the rest of us do. I think we're all just quite. I don't think we have them, do we, James? James no, likes so. games with anime chests in them. That's not true. Oh, mm. that's that no, yeah, from. I, I guess there is that actually, isn't there? <laughs> that's not true at all. It's a that little is bit true. Gross, gross exaggeration. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move I like on. Games with good story. <clears throat> okay. Is that yeah, yeah, okay? Yeah, good yeah, story. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so good story game. That's the James game. <laughs> cool, that's, that's, that's good. Rob Kelly uh, says, you might get this a lot, but I just wanted to say the show has helped me through some difficult times these last two years, so huge thanks. I'm going to lose podcast access for a little while soon. I felt it important to express my gratitude and love. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate that. Um, I mean, we, no, we never get I mean, that. We've said before, you, we do get that a lot, but it still means a huge amount to us, so appreciate you saying it. Um, he says, I do have a question. Do you have any examples of thinking something was really good when everyone else insisted that it was bad? Um... I feel like we must that's have... most of the time for me. Yeah. E-football 2022. <laughs> are, you, are you going on a record now, James, saying that you thought it was good? I thought it was really no. good. Absolutely no, loved I'd, it. I'd, I'd, say, I'd say it was not as bad as people are making out, okay. I don't think. But, but still not good. Okay. You did say it was absolutely shite about an hour ago. <laughs> that's true. But that was for dramatic effect, <laughs> oh, right, mostly. Okay. Okay. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I... Yeah, I still insist that Too Human was all right. Um, but, I mean, that's an old one now. I can't think of more recent ones. Um, like when I've really gone out on a limb for something that's clearly not very good. It's been been a while. I mean, I'd probably go for maybe Yakuza 0. Oh, no, wait, that was only Dave that thought that was bad. <laughs> I mean, nobody else thought that yeah, at wow. all. Critically so, acclaimed. Yeah. So. Yeah, oh, Chris when he's not yeah. here. Yeah. Um, yeah, this happens to me all the time. I'm, I'm like, actually, no, this is. I, I maybe I just not a fan of hating things. I don't know. We can spend an hour on this, but um, I don't know. I've, I generally think, oh yeah, this is this is good. There's, there's positive aspects of this. Mm-hmm. I rarely say I hate this. I hate it. I hate <laughs> it. I just don't. I don't think I have that in me. Well, I'll probably do, but for very specific. I mean, things. your answer for this has to be the the David Cage catalogue, surely. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I haven't played. What's that one in the other one? The one in the desert, whatever it is. Um, beyond no. Yeah, beyond two, two souls. souls. There's beyond two souls. Yeah. That's a terrible I game. That. <laughs> um, but you know, the others, I don't mind. Obviously, you know, there's 
there's other issues there at the studio and all sorts. But no, I, I didn't mind Too Human. I, I loved Heavy Rain. Not Too Human. Um, uh, Detroit Beat. Yeah, become <laughs> human. That's the well, one. They all kind of merge into one, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Detroit become human. Um, I I didn't mind that. Yes, it has silly bits, of course, mm. but and I'm I'm interested to know what his next uh, the next title is for sure. Better not, better not be <laughs> fucking too. Star Wars. Jesus Christ! It's gonna be Star Wars, and it's gonna be awful. It's gonna be funny. <laughs> well, what's worse, James? What what's worse? Is it worse if it's awful, or is it worse if it's actually really good, and we have to admit that? Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> I want nothing more than it to be an absolute 10 out of 10 stunner. James, be, James be like, do you know what? I need to go back and reevaluate his work, actually. No, and it'll, it'll, it'll just be because <laughs> somebody else genius. was writing it. Yeah, probably. Basically, probably. It'd be the reason. And even if he wrote it, you're like, well, no, it's, it, it wasn't. He he probably didn't do all the writing. No, 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 James, he wrote it all. Nah, nah he probably he, didn't. He had oversight. Someone else probably just did, uh, did the punctuation. Yeah. And so that makes it better. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I would love nothing more if that game is a stunner, but. It's not going to be. I still find it hard to believe that's actually a thing. But I, yeah, I, I, even if it I is, wonder. I can't believe that Disney will would allow Cage to have like complete creative control. Like, sure, surely John Favreau is going to be breathing down his neck the whole time. Please. Mm. I mean, you know, not that not yeah, that John I mean, Favreau is like a you know a, a sign of a guaranteed hit. He's done some duffers as well, but his Star Wars stuff has all been cool you think about how crazy this is though right they canned that amy hennig game mm-hmm. you know the star wars one yeah. and then they're going to give david cage one <laughs> i it's mean yeah. like... when you put it like that that is ludicrous isn't it <laughs> uh, fucking hell right last question ludicrous. last question that comes from cyberdyne systems model 101 brackets t800 Evening team, uh, I'm looking to sign up to your Patreon podcast, but I only get time to listen to podcasts when I'm commuting. I've looked into listening to Patreon podcasts via Apple Podcasts, and it says the creators need to provide a private RSS feed to be able to do this. I've not a scooby what this means, but does the TCGS feed have this? Or if not, is there a simple way of listening to them via Apple Podcasts? Hasta la vista, baby. Hang on, the T800 didn't say that, did he? I thought it was the T100 that, that was Arnie. Have I got that wrong? No, no, it was it was the T eight hundred said this. Right, it was sorry, the, the second model that was uh, sent Excuse in. Excuse me, I apologise. It was still the same same model. Go on, Matt. This is this is right, this is yours. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So anyone who uh, signs up, we have our we have a private RSS feed. So when you sign up to our Patreon on like the dashboard, you'll have your own unique private rss feed so you can't like borrow someone else's you have like your own private one and you put it into any podcast service or app like overcast apple podcasts i'm sure pocket cast probably does yep. it i mean even maybe in spotify they order um actually not sure not i don't think spotify, spotify does, does it i don't think it uses 100%. rss the same as everything else but I'm not sure okay i wasn't sure but yeah but apple Podcasts and a bunch of others absolutely yeah you can put in this uh patron rss feed and you'll get our podcasts right to your podcast app of choice i mean you might regret setting that up to listen to the most recent one but <laughs> or you might love you it might, you might like, yeah, Why aren't they all yeah like you might discover something about yourself who knows uh <laughs> right that's that's it do you want to do the socials matt yes um so this thursday bell should i is happening this thursday from nine yes, mate. on twitch.tv slash tcgsco uh sean do you have any more L should I merch this? I week? don't. I've I've exhausted. I mean, I, I feel like you know a giant plushie of one of the side characters and the signed art book is probably enough. I didn't get the expensive designer jeans, so that's that's it. I'm, I'm out of merch now. I mean, there's still time. Do I do you reckon? Do you reckon they're on eBay? 
<laughs> yeah, obviously they were on Amazon. There's Prime the next day. That's true. Um, so that is Thursday uh, from nine. Friday. Oh no, James, you're away, aren't you? So no. Yeah, there won't be any Dark Souls two. No week. Dark Souls two this Friday from nine. So forget that. But if you want to catch up on Dark Souls two or want to catch up on previous Bell Should I streams, they're both on YouTube. Just search for T Suggest on YouTube and you'll be able to watch them. Also, Dave did a you know his lake stream last weekend. His streams from Super Monkey Ball. Uh, Banana Mania last weekend and some FIFA 22 and they're all up on our YouTube channel just again social TCGS on YouTube um, but if you have Amazon Prime you got Twitch Prime where they get one free sub every single month that needs to go somewhere and why don't you go to our channel and give us your free monthly sub we hugely appreciate it we're doing more streaming uh, I should probably start Matt Effect at some point yeah soon. man um, I haven't I'm quite excited. nailed down a date um I'm a little bit nervous, but you know, that will happen soon. And yeah, we will do more streams. So we'd love you to go over to our channel. And if you're an Amazon Prime member, link your Twitch account and go over to our channel and give us a free sub. Um, back on the Dark Souls tip, uh, Dark Calls is happening, the rerun. So that's every Friday morning. Not on this feed. You have to search for Dark Calls in your podcast player or service of choice. And it's on there. Um, and we're rerunning the old Dark Call episodes from 2015. Um, it yeah, I think we're in the phase now where the switch has been announced, doesn't it, James? Um, I don't know because I've not been listening to the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, I think it's been announced, so there's no there's our discussion about that, which is <laughs> quite interesting. Uh, and, and we really appreciate your reviews for not just dark calls, of course, and new feed, but also reviews for TCGS on Apple Podcasts because actually that does mm. really help in terms of elevating the show. So if you haven't, if you listen to the show but you haven't left a review, we would massively appreciate you going to our. Apple Podcast page um, and leaving a review on there. That would be amazing if possible. Uh, we're on patreon.com, TCGS. Uh, September's bonus show is out and we'll be looking at October's one shortly. And tcgs.co is the website with links to our social channels, our Discord, our store. We had a few people buy premium hoodies this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, don't miss out. They're on there, of course. Um, and that's it. I mean, if you think about it, it just saves you putting the heating on. So it's kind of technically free isn't it if you get yourself a nice hoodie yeah just saying and, you know <laughs> heating is at a premium companies going bust left right and center exactly. just buy yourself a premium hoodie yeah. and then you don't have to worry about bulb exactly um i mean i do worry about bulb every day but, um, <laughs> uh, they're still hanging in there, <laughs> i'm an octopus man mate um <laughs> well they did go bust didn't they Oh, I hope not, because I'm still I've still got a direct debit so <laughs> and, I mean, oh, no. and I've still got gas and electricity <laughs> touch wood. So uh, <laughs> I thought uh, no, I guess that was something or someone else. Uh, okay, don't worry about I can't it. find the El Shaddai jeans for sale. The best I've got is a forum post on styleforum.net from twenty eleven, uh, which is someone offering a minimum of two hundred and fifty dollars for a pair of the jeans if anyone's got some to sell and no one has replied. So how much are you? Uh, $250 he was offering. Well, he's put, he's put $250 plus. Why? Are you, th- you thinking of well, a scheme? say, I'm thinking, like, I'll give you 200 quid. You can get, just get out of this week. Or, you know, in fact, 300 quid, whatever it takes to get these jeans to Sean this week. By, no, by so, no he's, he's offering to buy them. That's the thing. He's not, he's not, he's not selling them. Oh, my them. God. Okay, for you. I thought you had a couple yeah, of Yeah, no, uh, no. He's, he's, oh. Why are you thinking we just get in, dip into the Patreon money and just... <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking this is an investment that's, that's worthy. I mean, he's he's looking for a thirty-two waist, but a thirty-four would suffice. I mean, if you got a thirty-two and you're selling that to me, that's going to be dicey. That's not going to. That's not going to be good. <laughs> you have to get to a tailor yeah. as well. It's going to be a busy yeah. week for you, Sean. Yeah. Expensive week. 
Uh, right, thank you so much for listening. Um, obviously, yes, yeah, so I won't be here the next couple of weeks. James also won't be here next week, but we've got a guest lined up. Are we saying who it is? Yeah, I mean, so yeah, next week it's just myself and David and um, very special guest, Sarah Dyer. Hey, wicked. Perhaps you've heard of her. Yes. She'll be back. So, um, you sound thrilled, man. No, you sound absolutely, be, absolutely buzzing about this. That will be a great episode. <laughs> Um, but yeah, hopefully Dave's voice will have broken by next week um, and he'll be back. That would be cool. But yeah, thanks very much for listening and crucially, thanks for letting us be natural. Good night. Hey. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>